Honestly, if this isn't the episode that we burn as many bridges as we possibly can. We're burning them! Fuck them, <laughs> dude! It's Bridgegate. Joe Rogan got $100 million. He's going to be owned by Spotify. Spotify's going to get bought by Disney. And then Joe Rogan's going to host a show on Disney Plus about the Walking Dead revival reboot that they make. Listen, I'm calling the shot. I'm calling oh. the shot. <laughs> no, uh, guys, we, 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 have a, we have a fun fucking episode uh, in store for you today. Uh, I am, of course, uh, your, your darling um, uh, Wildcat Claws Up uh, host. I don't think we've done an episode since the XFL got canceled, so I'm doing uh, each of us as XFL teams. Uh, joined, uh, as always, by the Seattle Battle Hawk himself, Mitch Holloman. Is that good? I don't know if that's good or not. <clears throat> I don't know if it's Seattle, to be honest, but I do know they had a team called the Battle Hawks. <laughs> Honestly. What was the mascot? Was it a hawk with a battle axe? Uh, no. Nothing. See, that would have been dope. It, they should have been like the Detroit Guns. You know what I mean? They should, if, if you could have had the, the the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles nuclear disasters, people would be like, I'm listening. <laughs> but you called us the Wildcats, which is like what you name a, a team in high school musical. Right. That's um, any high school mascot or like football team. It, uh, yeah. I, I'm did. sorry. It, it actually was the, uh, the, the team name for the, uh, the high school on the, the hit, uh, WB television series, Reba, uh, Go Wildcats. Oh, go Wildcats. Wildcats. Oh, See, Van was the quarterback, right? They, they yes, should have been. Was. I didn't. Yeah. They, sh- they should have been the Rebas. That would have been dope. <laughs> What was the town? It was just Texas. It was Houston, I think. Houston. 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 (laughs) What was the high school you said? I don't know. I don't know that they had a name for the high school. Just go Wildcats. (laughs) Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. If they just just all said go Rebus, though, (laughs) they were the fighting Rebus. Now you want to know something is that this is actually this is all we need to introduce our guest. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, joined, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 of course, uh, this time so so wonderfully uh, blessed uh, with his presence, the 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 DC defender himself, uh, Jacob Borja. Oh, hello, everybody. It's it's funny because I forget that we. I mean, you guys are were yelling at me. Uh, over uh, everything for the past like hour on voice uh, on video chat before we started this and uh it's hard to realize if you guys are being nice to me or we just started recording but now i realize that we just started recording <laughs> yeah i've been screaming at jacob just sort of ganging up on him emotionally <laughs> i mean i tr- I, g- I gave him 20 minutes advance warning to download chrome and <laughs> He didn't even open my message, so no, I'm, uh, Jake, I was waiting Jacob, for Jacob, it. Jacob is one of my uh, one of my oldest buddies. Uh, so excited to have him on the show. Uh, really great artist, uh-huh. uh, super super funny dude. Now we're gonna start this episode um, as we often do with a guided meditation. Um, 
imagine, if you will, uh, as you close your eyes and even if you're driving, I'm going to need you to pop those little suckers closed, pop those little bad boys closed. Just it only take a minute. Now imagine, if you will, that you are a freshly laundered, beautifully light linen set of male romper, uh, and you're you're adorn, you're adorn on, a, on an Adonis of a, of a man uh, who's just walking through a perfectly breezy spring day. But that linen that you're made out of, that's not linen. It's information. That 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 spring breeze isn't a spring breeze. It's anecdotal stories from the internet. It's extremely internet podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening so much. That took six minutes to do an intro. Uh, I think I talked more about Paul Poundstone than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> And what I love is I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep bringing it up, but I don't know anything about it. I have no details on the story at all. Um, I uh, I brought my Columba. Uh, I'm hoping that anytime we use some valuable information, I can just play like a little tune, so the the audience remembers to remember it. Just may, we'll, we'll figure something out, but like maybe like a. <laughs> I, say, I really I can... like this. I can almost just, promise that there will be no valuable information learned. There. <laughs> <laughs> so I worry about how often you'll get to use it. More like I caramba. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll just yeah, be like- for any time Kyle lands a zinger. <laughs> we do. We do do a thing called joke of the pod where we all shout joke of the pod if a joke is very, very good. But uh, you know what? We're not very funny, so I want to. For the audience, just kind of describe what you're, what you've got going there with the Carumba, what, what what that little bad boy is, because I'm uncultured. I wouldn't have known it just by the name. I believe it's a, a African hand piano. Uh, it's got these many keys, these little teeth. It's basically a, a square, uh, maybe. Almost like pyramid like little, shape. Almost, almost like the front of a birdhouse. Right, like a front of a birdhouse or a. So, uh, so kind of what I'm getting at, kind of what I'm getting at is, do you think this bird's fucking pissed, bro? That I stole his house. <laughs> He's I, just uh, always listening for the sounds of a carumba. So you know, I fear it every day that he's going to come back. <laughs> uh, you know, this every is actually outside a, of my window. <laughs> I feel like the best encapsulation of uh, this instrument that, uh, oh, who's calling me right now? No, no. Let me answer. <laughs> no, no. Um, the best uh, encapsulation of that instrument that I've ever seen is um, these really great uh, YouTube videos of uh, a man who plays one uh, to his dog. Aww. And the dog just seems to really enjoy it. It's Aww, really that's... sweet. That's nice. It's, I mean, <clears throat> oh, you I'm know what? That call was actually my weed, and I shouldn't have ignored it. So I'll be right back. Okay. All right. We, so we right. were prepped. So we were prepped before the episode. Um, okay. But at some point, I mean, Mitch said up to thirty minutes. I mean, it's, it's been at least we barely. It's been at it's, least well. 15. It's only been eight. Uh, it's we've only been recording for eight. He said about thirty in. Uh, mm. He's gonna have to go get weed now. 
I mean, on the rundown sheet for the show, we definitely don't have a rundown sheet, but on the rundown sheet for the show, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we, we've only hit the first bullet point, which is Paula Poundstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can at least cross that one out. Um, Kyle actually I mean, sent it wait. over to me. It's very color coded and beautiful. <laughs> we have we, we have forty five minutes. About, can we talk about that color coded thing? Because that's such a funny story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got to start it off though. So, so, so years ago, uh, Jacob and I uh, ran comedy shows uh, in the Las Vegas area. Okay, wait, uh, and, and then wait. I want our listeners to uh, think a okay. flashback is happening. So let me just get a little. Yeah, okay, so so wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me set it up again. Let me set it up. Oh again. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well, a long time ago, Jacob and I used to run shows in Las Vegas. <laughs> Maybe <Exterior>. true. Night. Um. Uh, Jacob and I used to run these shows, and uh, we had never really ran a, 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 a we we had ran open mics, but we mm-hmm. were starting to run like a proper book show at this other venue. And right, really our own thing. Yeah, we wanted it to be really, really big and really like really dope, right? So uh, we started this show, and I, I created a, a schedule for the show, uh, like a like a run time. Because we had different bits that we wanted to do in between because we were trying to promote ourselves as a a comedy troupe. And uh, and it was all color coded. (laughs) I I was like super strict about the schedule, but I guess I did proofread it enough. And when everybody else was looking at it, they noticed that one of my bits in this extremely anally color coded schedule uh, was accidentally going on for 45 minutes. Yeah, we couldn't understand why the show was three hours. <laughs> we have like 10 performers. It goes on for three hours. We had a 45-minute uh, uh, runtime of us singing A Total Eclipse of the Heart to the audience. <laughs> yeah, that was what was going to take 45 minutes. And then we dropped it all together. Yeah, and we cut the entire bit. <laughs> I believe that was the same venue where the guys who ran the hookah lounge kept showing us their guns and like vaguely threatening us. They kept they 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 showed someone their nutsack. Um, yeah, I'm bringing I'm bringing back nutsack. By the way, not a lot of people say nutsack anymore, but it fills my <laughs> heart with joy. It's like saying neck anytime you can. Like, I just want to say sack anytime I can. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, grab the reins of this. Welcome. Welcome back. (laughs) I've got got our our starting story for today that uh, there was a segue into at some point earlier. Um, So uh, there's this, uh, this is our short. There's this girl named Caitlin Bennett. And uh, in May of 2018, she graduated from Kent State University. Oof. Where's that? I'm pretty sure it's Kentucky. It, it's famous for a shooting, isn't it? Kent it State? A, like one of the first, I think it was like the first college shooting. Oh, I thought that was it, the one in uh, Austin, Texas. The tower shooting. Right. Anyway, you know what? You know what? I say we let them. We let them figure out who had the first one with a good old fashioned game of American football. 
You know what? Kent, Ohio. Kent, Ohio. Okay. And uh, Ohio is there have been sh- my, I, my name is you, Kent, Ohio. I'm in. running for city council. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a bad it was a bad shooting in 1970 from the uh, it looks like the it's a bell the, tower, the National right? Guard. No, the bell tower no, was the one in Austin. No, that was Texas. Um, mm, yeah, no, this was a bad one. Early early college shootings. And you want to know something? American, I'm, I'm glad that you fighters. brought that up, Kyle, because I actually I I was not totally aware of that. And uh, so Caitlin Bennett graduated from Kent State in May of 2018. And um, she was really upset, actually, about um, like a rule that they have on campus. The school uh, bans staff, students, uh, faculty and people doing business with the university from carrying uh, deadly weapons on campus. Wait, is this gun girl? This is gun girl. (laughs) Oh, fucking gun girl. Oh, gun girl that uh, the new Coen Brothers movie, right? (laughs) <laughs> sequel to gone girl <laughs> she's back and she's got a gun she's back and she's armed but where did she go to get she's a gun she was gone and now she's here with a gun okay I'm not familiar so, with gun girl so I'm, I'm more excited So Caitlin uh, graduated uh, in May and she was kind of peeved about this rule. You know, she thought it was stupid that she couldn't graduate with her gun on her person. My best friend, Gunny. (laughs) I make googly eyes for it. Look at it. Look at him shit around when I shake it. (laughs) My googly eyes met with the dean and was like, I want you to tell it to his face that he can't come. (laughs) She's got this gun shaking it in his face to make the googly eyes like bounce around <laughs> say you're sorry to him i can't take shoddy gunny uzi none of my buddies guns don't hurt people people hurt guns yes feelings they're feelings more, more people have killed guns than guns have killed people i mean i've i i saved this little gun from the desert just found it yeah. starving out there <laughs> empty and all Someone left I, it out there. I love the idea that you would be so furious that you can't like like imagine if like Yu-Gi-Oh is my life and passion. If I can't graduate with my dual disc strapped to my arm. <laughs> <laughs> like like I don't even feel like it's if they had a shooting. I feel like not graduating with a gun is pretty standard. <laughs> Like, like I know, I know Hawaiian people have the lays. Those are beautiful. I think those make a lot of graduation outfits really look way better. Uh, but I, I don't think you need an AK forty-seven. Wait, what? what to, unless what kind of gun was it? Unless it you're, doesn't matter. But now, what kind of gun was now, it? Apparently, now, all she wanted was to uh, specifically conceal carry a handgun. This is what she now, wanted. Here's here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. This is only she should only get to do it if she could prove that the person handing her the diploma wanted to kill her. <laughs> Not that they would, but that they wanted to. <laughs> it's 
because if I you were afraid it. of the person who has to hand you the diploma, I could see you want a gun. Well, my principal no. always held a gun out before he, he just kind of pointed at every kid that walked up that he handed the diploma <laughs> to. Yeah, you had to put the gun in your mouth before he would hand you the diploma. Yes. Put the gun in your mouth and say, I love school. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for school. Thank you. <laughs> Caitlin was not allowed to uh, have her gun at graduation. However, her brother pointed something out that um, while students and faculty were not allowed to have uh, guns on campus, guests of the campus were allowed to. You know, technically anyone's allowed to have a gun anywhere for a very short amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue that she could have had a concealed gun. I would argue that that would have been pretty hard to uh, track down on her, probably. I don't think there were, like, metal detectors at my graduation. I don't think they were worried anyone was going to take... Dude, okay, I'm going to say school shooters, you keep shooting up everybody at school, that's way worse to wait till the graduation. Oh, right when they think they got out. Dude, everyone thinks they're done, and then just no way, Jose. That's way worse. That's really bad. When we say no way, Jose. But hey, hey, you know what could have stopped that from happening? Caitlin. True. More guns in the classroom. More guns in the classroom, even more guns in the lunchroom, and I say hide some in the playground. So... What Caitlin did was uh, the day after she graduated, she went back to school with uh, an AR-10 strapped to her back, which is just like a big-ass fucking assault rifle. It's just a big old boy. And then she posted a photo of herself walking next to, like, the Kent State University, like, entrance sign carrying her gun. Um, And she posted it on Twitter. Uh, with the caption, now that I graduated from Kent State, I can finally arm myself on campus. I should have been able to do so as a student, especially since four unarmed students were shot and killed by the government on this campus. And she got, like, a lot of attention for it. She got a whole lot of attention for it. There's a... She's two degrees from a Marvel villain. You know what I mean? Like, she's... <laughs> if a young Tony Stark went to, <laughs> to the school, she would be like, it's unfair. And you know what else is unfair? That damn Stark! <laughs> like, what kind of psychopath do you have to be where it's just like, Dude, you had to, you got dressed to go take your gun to the school you just graduated from. Do you know how fucking dumb that is? You could have, you could have started lost. You could have brought the gun somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone with the with the gun in like a nice swan boat, and then you guys could have gone in a picnic, and then you guys could have gone on a hayride in like a montage. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys still picturing the googly eyes on the gun? Because I still am. <laughs> the big old AR. 
AR-10. <laughs> it's like right on the barrel. So if she shoots, the guys are gone. So she's I like, I like one of my favorite gun uh, gun things that I've seen recently is this guy was like, everybody's mad about AK-47s. It's like those guns were created for World War II. They're very outdated. And I'm like, right, they're still very good at shooting bullets. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, those the, are old. <laughs> the fact that they're old means that they would probably be on the streets more, yeah. right? Because Ew, these, kill, these, kill, these killing machines are too old. Gross. There's too much blood on this gun. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I like all the AK-47s that I see in my friend's Instagram posts. <laughs> Do you think the gun had to, like, like maybe the gun got, like, to go to the, the like, student merch store, got to rep all the colors? <laughs> got all that dumb merch that, like, parents get when their kid goes to a college? <laughs> yeah, like, the, I, I'm, I'm hoping a little they... pendant uh, flag. Just hanging right. off of it. Um, <laughs> no, the reason, though, that I wanted to talk about Caitlin Bennett today is not because of uh, the thing that she's most widely known for, uh, which is, you know, being the gun girl, being an anti-abortion activist, being just having kind of bad opinions overall. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about a controversy with Caitlin that's come up uh, within the past like year and a half, two years, and that's. The allegation that in 2019, in early 2019, possibly before then, actually, the the date of the actual event is unknown. But the allegation started coming out uh, in early 2019 that Caitlin pooped herself at a party. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't didn't conceal that, Carrie, huh? That one. Now, in February 2019, <laughs> in February 2019, an article appeared on. <laughs> Someone had to say it, right? <laughs> now, this is as far as I can tell, like the earliest mention of it, and you know, this doesn't seem like the most. Honestly, you know what? It might even be from uh, one of her own videos because there's this really great interaction oh, where ruined, bro. If that starts as the thing, like she that's goes, the thing people go about you. You're ruined. Now, there's uh, this video uh, that she posted to her YouTube uh, channel where she goes around uh, a campus. Uh, I think maybe it's Kent State. Uh, and she's just uh, doing like, you know, man on the street interviews with people asking them, you know, hot topic questions. So it's like one of the things. The <laughs> on the it's like a Billy on the street, but it's like just a POV of her gun. And the gun like has the like a small it's, it's arm and a small like, microphone uh, with googly yeah, eyes like, and it's like, like, like Triumph. Triumph the talking. <laughs> But it's your gun best friend. On. <laughs> he does a great so, Robert Schmeichel. <laughs> so she posted this video to her YouTube where she's like going around asking people things like, uh, 
how it was at the time where like the bathroom thing was a big deal where where people were like oh well transgender people are gonna uh, burn down our bathrooms they're gonna, they're gonna suck all our penises and they're gonna they're gonna want to do it to the kids like i don't even what's the fucking what the shit but so she went around she went around campus she went around (laughs) campus just asking people like weirdly like baity questions where she was like how do you feel about putting urinals in the women's restroom and this one guy um he's fantastic she asks him a a question and he says uh your name's caitlin bennett right Never, never good when you approach someone on a college campus and they wait know a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> right? That was never going to start. Good. Like they start like pointing aggressively. Like wait, 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 wait. I know you. I know. Wait, wait, guys. <laughs> now, he he identifies himself. His name is Mustafa, and it's and then he okay. says. He says, I think there's one really important question, and it's, did you shit yourself at a frat party? Uh-huh. <laughs> he turns the interview around very Ann Coulter. Caitlin immediately starts to panic, and she's like, why, why are you talking about that when, when we're talking about it? And then she like, like kind of mumbles something to herself and like panics and breaks down. Um, so she then uploaded and, she uploaded this fucking she, video. She, she she did not take this part out. No, no. And th- when she uploaded it, it didn't get that much attention. But then somebody watched it, saw that part, and was like, "What?" And took the clip and posted it to Twitter. At a party? Oh, did she not deny it in the video, or did she just try to change the subject? She's never denied it. Oh, okay. She's so only ever tried I'm, to change the subject. I'm starting to think she supplied it. She's. She, She's just not a proud pooper. She is a pooper, but just not a proud no. pooper. Shame An pooper. article on Barstool Sports appeared. Um, that's like it's. I've never read Barstool Sports before this, but it's actually really, really hard to get through there. It's oh sports. my god, it's really fucking terrible. But this article just you know really pushed home the 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 poop rumor and uh, made a bunch of shit puns. Uh, which admittedly, <laughs> some of them were pretty good, but a lot of them weren't. Can you remember um, any of your favorites? I disassociated at a certain point and can remember none. It's like a rape. You Basically, just- you're reading the sentences like you're- verb, noun, poop joke, verb, noun, subject, period. Essentially. So, poop joke. Now... This is, it's kind of hard to find the date of this. Where did this go? It's kind of hard to find the, the exact date of this. Um, let's see. Does this have a, an original? Yeah, this is from 2020. So at some point, a, a photo emerged. Oh. Now, it, you can't see a face. It's, it's someone passed out. Like a, a girl in like a, a romper. Um, I'm in a romper. Uh, it- I'm gonna go ahead and just show you guys the photo. I, it's hard to make okay, out. Hold on, let me turn down the brightness a bit. Uh, it's too dark. 
Good lord. Yeah, now I'm um, just right. I'm only seeing my reflection in your phone. Is it red writing on it? Yes, it is. It says, okay, hold on. Can I turn on? Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, this photo, can you guys oh, you see? Can, you can screen share. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh, God, you're going to your albums. Don't. Oh, poop. Oh, yeah. You guys getting a good, clear view of this? Uh, yeah, there's poop. Oh, that's a lot of poop, though. That's like, that's like turn Now, see, city. that's the thing, is that I have, now, oh, the only identifying thing is that, like, the hair does look kind of similar. It says, hashtag, do it for state. But is that and a shoulder tattoo? there's a tattoo? lot of poop. I, hard to tell. Oh, I just look like hard a shoulder to tell. tattoo. What's the little, right like, a Deathly head. Hallows? Hey, extremists, uh, sound off in the comments uh, if you think you could make out that tattoo. Uh, do it. Hashtag poop too in the comments. Wait, who are you targeting? Targeting Extremists? Uh, that's our fan base for Extremely Internet, the Extremists. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, don't worry. They're not extremists other than the fact that I do routinely ask them to please kill cops in the name of the program. They won't get in trouble. This is not a joke. This is not parody. I'm asking you to go murder cops in the name of our show, and you will be celebrated, and you will not get in trouble. We will bear all legal repercussions. Please kill cops. Thank you. Uh, I got a few questions off mic later, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's... parody. This is all parody. Even when I said it wasn't. <laughs> That's what but, makes it funny, especially that part. It's part of the parody. I mean, it's the kill cops. parody docs. Murder kill police. Cops. Kill the cops. Kill cops. Kill the cops right the wrong. So that's the evidence as far as uh, uh, Caitlin pooping that exists. Now, one interesting thing <laughs> is that... Uh, now, Barstool eight. Sports continues to like post articles anytime she does or says anything. They post articles uh, saying like, oh, uh, gun girl gets herself into a shitty situation. Um, and uh, there's this guy, Kevin Clancy, who seems to be like a pretty executive writer for uh, Barstool Sports. And so Caitlin Bennett's current uh, Twitter bio just says Kevin Clancy cheated on his pregnant wife. <laughs> That's sure. it. <laughs> well, what's her right, proof? You, he admitted to it, yourself. I guess. Uh, that's yourself. what everybody says. Um, now, I will say this. Regarding the photo, if that is her, like, let's just say that is her in the photo. The poop looks placed. You think this is Poopgate? I, th- I think this you is Poopgate. You think someone pooped on Caitlyn? What I think, honestly, no, here's the thing, is that (laughs) I think that somebody (laughs) might have, like, found the poop somewhere and placed, it's too perfectly placed. Like, poop doesn't come out of a romper like that. Come on. Well, it, it looks look, to me she like that picture, she, while she was falling onto the ground. No, no, no. I thought she was passed out on the ground and shit. That's, yeah, that's, that's, the, theory. that's why the 
Was she wearing That's tights? a popular theory. I think no, she was it did not tights, appear. Right? It didn't look like it. Oh, I thought those were tights. Maybe I didn't get a good look at the photo. It looked like there was tights and they're all smushed up in there. And it looked like, looked like they were like, uh, like it was chocolate pudding trying to escape a fishnet. But I, I just, you know, I don't really have a clear end to this one because she's still got bad ideas and isn't a great person altogether. But like, did she shit herself? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't doubt a lot of people for shitting themselves at a party. I know it happens. Sometimes you get drunk. I, I got some friends that get drunk and piss, them, piss themselves all the time. But there's that's sometimes, different. The, the amount of shit. And oh, there, it there was, was so a lot of shit. Solid. It was yeah, all so when solid. I, when, I get, when I get drunk, I just can't stop puking and coming. <laughs> just puking and coming and bleeding. Just oh, you got the... You got the pukey cums. Yeah, yeah, I know about those. Yeah, yeah, the red pukey cums. It's a red. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal I propose, right? Caitlin can take her gun anywhere. I was Mm -hmm. saying baptisms. I'm saying Disneyland. Disneyland, the teacups, anywhere she wants, right? She can take take googly eye gunny. Aw. But she has to own up to it. And only then will we allow her. That's my that's if we can get all America to agree, I think it's a pretty good deal. Okay. She should take it. And she has to own up to it. And she can't do a silly voice making it look like her gun is explaining what the situation like she physically herself has to say it. Oh, he can't do that. That's why Jim Henson created the Muppets, actually. Uh, he was trying to admit that he pooped somewhere. <laughs> and he oh, was like, it? well, this will, this will uh, soften the blow if it comes out of this frog. I thought you were going to say, because he wanted to conceal his guns. So, like, just in the elbow <laughs> map, it's just two, it's just a, just a Glock just pointed at the cameras. <laughs> a Gatling gun wrapped, wrapped in, in inside of uh of oscar the crouch <laughs> uh the, the episode I, I listened to an episode of this podcast and uh you 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 know a lot of the sesame street and uh <laughs> me and the muppets yeah you know a lot of the characters on there i like i like the muppets a lot uh janice could get it janice from the muppets the only fuckable muppet She's the only Muppet. Is that, that the, the, the singer with the the big yeah. lips? Okay. Yeah, she could get it. Okay. Um but uh and you know, if I was like a tinge more bisexual, I think I'd be an animal guy. Just because there's something oh. like passionate there. Like there's something oh, okay. wrong with him. In like the same way that like Russell Brand or like Jason Manzucas sort of have an energy. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, you don't put them all in the same category mentally. <laughs> Animal Russell Brand, Jake and Jason Manzukis. They're the same kind of dude. Uh, th- they're not in the same lane in my head. <laughs> you want to know what's fucked up is that, like, I've never understood something so much more than that, Kyle. <laughs> 
I feel like there are Muppets you could you could put with certain people, and it totally they're the same. Even though one is a Muppet, they're the same. Timothy Chalamet and Elmo, they're the same guy. They're <laughs> <laughs> the exact. Don't give me that look. They're the exact same guy. <laughs> Queen Latifah, Cookie Monster. They're the same person. Okay. These are the same people. Burt Reynolds, Big Bird. Same guys. Burt Reynolds, Big Bird? We'll call him Big Bird. You know, I've always, I've always felt like um, uh, this isn't as much uh, Muppets related, um, but uh, Roma Mafia uh, from uh, uh, Nip Tuck. Uh, I've always felt that she looks exactly like, um, uh, like a, a mid '90s uh, Jeep SUV, or, <laughs> or the just, number six. Just, really, the number six. Does, does Taylor Lautner ever remind y'all of a pineapple? Like when you look at his head, like back when his hair was spiky. There was something about the shape of his head and the shape of his hair that I saw him in like a silhouette one time. And I was like, is that a pineapple on a person's head? <laughs> and it was like revealed to be Taylor Lautner. And I was like, whoa, he does look like a pineapple. In, uh, in, in New York, they're running these uh, the ads to stay clean. And it's the chief so it's someone uh in the medical district i should probably shouldn't even brought this up because i don't even know she says it every time the commercial starts so i just zone out i'm just too focused her face looks too much like an opossum <laughs> <laughs> and for like the first few weeks this uh commercial aired i uh i was so bothered by i could not just i couldn't figure out what she looked like and then, you know, sometimes you see a photo of an opossum and it looks exactly like she's about to tell you to wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those proper opossum care videos that we would watch? I still watch them. Uh, Me Pearl A, baby? Admit, Hell yeah. Have you ever heard of Me Pearl A? No, no. What? Okay, so we're doing a little reverse extreme internet here. Uh, Me Perle is like, she's a YouTuber. Jacob and I used to just get stoned as hell in his garage and watch hours Ooh. of her videos about awesome <laughs> care. She has all these pet, apo- she's this creepy old lady and she does these videos where she's like, welcome to my channel. She's like, she's like Modus from Fallout. She's like, welcome to my channel about proper opossum care. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here to stay a while. You want to put oh, it God. in a warm bath of Epsom salts to calm your opossum. There's uh, <laughs> there's one video I always <laughs> remember. I think it was an opossum bedtime story. And at the end, she um, she like nestles herself up and like acts like she's going to sleep. And the video is still going for a little bit and just faintly in the background. You can hear just like sirens. And then you realize this could have been filmed in like any neighborhood in LA. Yeah, yeah. It's, she is, it's haunting because when you watch the, the more of the videos you watch, you're like, I think she may have killed her husband to buy more possums. Like, I think he may have been, he may have been like, we have enough. And she was like, I've had enough of you, Ted. And she's. <laughs> removed Ted from the fucking <laughs> equation. 
the thing you got us the thing you have to know about me is that ow sorry each, each video that taught you about that taught you about caring for these opossums also taught you about this horrible horrifying woman <laughs> who is really scary and the worst part i think is what if oh hey lauren is like what if you what if you were having what if you got an opossum you needed to take care of it these are some of the only well-produced videos on how to properly give your opossum a bedtime story oh yeah i like yeah just the person that's, that's saying i just don't know what tale to read him Jack and Jill is just not relatable. We already, we already burned through all the Harry Potter books. It's, <laughs> it's two in the two in the morning, and this opossum is restless. So today's sources is actually mainly one source. Uh, it's uh, uh, Ian Frisch, Frisk, Frisk, Frisch. Uh, Ian Frisch uh, with uh, 10.medium.com. Uh, it's actually this really, really incredible article that I will name at the end because uh, most of this is just just a, a scrambled version of a very incredible article. Uh, so <laughs> if you like it, please read it. Yeah. Throw some um, views to the Frisch bit. Please don't watch whatever cursed fucking possum shit they're talking about that sounds me pearly go hey go I'm, go subscribe to me, i hope she's what fine I'm, i hope everything's good i'm hopeful her. that you guys only found like an arg and not like a series of uh snuff films that start off with a possum care and then they were cut because the rest of them do go to her like putting them into like a cage that eats through her husband one week ago she had she had updates she did a video called proper possum pandemic prep where she's making little masks for the possums oh my god i mean uh, if a tiger can get uh, corona i think a possum can too the ceramic oh my god she has an award ceremony for her opossums every year apparently this is the third annual ceramic marsupial awards uh, in which she uh, gives certain awards to her opossums. Send me that link. I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, oh, she has an outtakes video. That's fun. Oh, uh, she, she has just, a she has an opossum ASMR where it looks like this horrifying little fuck is just like eating some food really close to a mic. Oh, speaking of uh, ASMR, uh, Mitch, I really want uh, uh, an ASMR uh, a video of you just saying kill cops. We want you to murder cops. <laughs> if you can no. go out at night and just murder some cops. I am going to go so many places with that clip, Jacob. <laughs> I am, I am going to... That's wonderful. No, no. That's the promo for this episode, actually. Coming back to the to the uh, to the episode or to the to the me Perle page for the first time in a very long time, uh, I actually realized that the page is run 
from the perspective of one of the apostles. So all the posts are kind of like, here's here, here's my human helping me run these opossums. Oh my god. My the friend videos, has... I'll say, aren't getting a ton of views anymore. I mean, four four point one thousand for the one uploaded a week ago. And the proper like opossum pedicure has like that somewhere in the middle is staggering compared to what I expected. Yeah, I mean, her old videos have millions. Yeah. Um, well, she said, okay, this is a video I'm going to earmark because this video is called Juggling Possums. And I don't mean, I don't know if she means that the, the, the possums juggle or she is so. juggling the opossums, but uh, I, we got to get into the main story because I, I am getting lost again. Oh boy, we this is at, like at the top. Uh, this is a for sure two parter. Um, <laughs> we did forty five so, minutes of nothing. All of Poundstone so far. <laughs> <laughs> at least we could check it off. At least we could. At least we're halfway done talking about Paul Poundstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rossi Loratio Adams the second was a. Pre- okay. Whoa, that's a good ass name, dog. I'm gonna need that name a couple more. I'm really bad with names. Just, just give me it a couple more times, but in different variations, so it sticks. Uh, Rossi L. Adams, uh, Rossi Adams the uh, second, Rossi Larathio Adams Jr. Rossi Larathio Adams. Rossi Larathio Adams the second was a precocious child who knew from an early age that his entrepreneurial scrappiness would take him far guys really you got to read this article by ian frisch it's fantastic kind of name that kind of name what other kind of child are you gonna be other than precocious (laughs) 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 you got got one direction to go baby and it's precocious your destiny was written in the stone uh, as the eldest of three children, Rossi was a kind and respectful boy who addressed adults by Mr. and Mrs. and always looked out for his younger siblings. Adams and his family moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Cedar Rapids when he was 16. As a teen, Adams was uh, mild-mannered and friendly, assimilating easily wherever he went. He wanted to stay close to his family after high school, so in 2012, he enrolled locally at Iowa Central Community College. In the fall of 2013, he transferred to Iowa State University and majored in kinesiology, hoping to become a physical therapist. God, I got to like practice some of these words before. Kinesiology? Okay. okay. Thanks. Duh. <laughs> Uh, That year, he also had a set of twins with a woman he was dating who lived in Cedar Rapids. Okay. So he's got what now? What? How do we know on a scale one to 10 how precocious these little takes were? (laughs) We don't, but I have to assume uh, they're doubly precocious as they are twins. Oh, that's got us. Double the trouble. Hmm. Uh, By his mother's account, Rossi stepped up to the challenge of fatherhood, often making the four-hour round trip from Iowa State University uh, in Ames, Iowa, to Cedar Rapids to visit his children. 
And around the time he, he became a he father. He was still in college. He's still yeah, in college. he was like, like I think a freshman, maybe a, a sophomore. But he was like very early into his college career. Um, so around the time he became a father, <clears throat> Rossi started Wait, building you... a business. Okay, I was going to ask if you could say his name again. I'm, I'm, I'm already forgetting. Rossi Larathio Adams the second. Okay, yeah, yeah, go on. All right, sorry. All right. I think it's Larathio. The fact that I've never heard that. Larathio. Never heard the word Laratheo. I kind of want to shout Laratheo. Feels good on the mouth. (laughs) It does feel like a Shakespearean villain. Like a little bit, yeah. You know, I love when Kratos yelled for his daughter in one of the early God of War games. It's just like a scene where he yells, "Palliope!" Oh, I thought (laughs) he was screaming, "Dad." <laughs> so right around this time, he started building uh, a, a presence on social media. According to a, a close friend of Rossi's at ISU, he would post memes and occasionally inappropriate sexual content on his Twitter accounts. These accounts apparently amassed large followings. And Rossi was quick to monetize them by posting links with embedded ads. Someone clicked one, he got paid. Okay, so he's spamming a little, right? Or like, uh, he's—I think he's basically doing like the the fuck Jerry thing. Like, I, I okay. at this point, I, I think a, a bit of it is probably, and I don't know for sure, but I think a bit of it is probably just like reposted memes. Um. Uh, Because what what year is this? This is uh, 2012. 2012, 2013. It's 2013 now, yeah. And he, uh, uh, the thing about the content, though, is that a lot of it was, like, college-based. Okay. You know, it it was all, it was, it was college humor. You call it college humor. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what you would call it, yes. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to. So after the spring semester of 2014, uh, Rossi dropped out of ISU and moved back home with his mother. Uh, She was under the impression that he left college because he was unable to make the football team and lost interest. Whereas uh, a friend of his from the school uh, said he he just wanted Did not live it down. (laughs) Even the guns laughed at him. It was bad. (laughs) Even the Uh, teachers were calling him out. (laughs) Is your name Roxy Laratheo Adams the second? Wait, God. (laughs) Runs to the teacher's lounge. Wait, come here. Arathio! Arathio! <laughs> uh, so, a friend of his said that it was because he just wanted more time to make money. Uh, though he was no longer enrolled, Adams kept his finger on the pulse at ISU and launched 
an account called State Snaps ahead of the beginning of the fall semester of 2014. Uh, the account took off very quickly. Now, the slogan for State Snaps uh, was Do It for State, which uh, oh, was on the very image. Yes, it was. Of the photo. Things coming together. This is a very national treasure. Ooh. Yeah, you, you unscroll this photo of a woman shitting herself, and then you gotta look to the back. <laughs> you, put, you, put, you put lemon juice on it, put it in the oven, and then it reveals. Yeah. <laughs> Second, that gun has googly eyes. <laughs> what are they looking at? What are they hiding? They're looking at a photo on the wall. <laughs> of Paris. We need to leave tonight. We're going to Paris. <laughs> and we're taking our guns. <laughs> Spinning them on the plane in the montage. <laughs> Vacation all I ever wanted. <laughs> Just spinning your gun. <laughs> Just strolling around Paris, spinning your gun. <laughs> Eating escargot under the... You got those thin binoculars. Just <laughs> the gun is in a convertible with you, and it's wearing one of those head wraps. <laughs> it's driving. Slogan uh, quickly became. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I love a transition. The slogan wasn't "Vacation Time to Get Away." What was it again? <laughs> Do it for state. Uh, it became a catch-all when referring to the account and a chant that prompted young people to act out on their worst impulses. Um, so it was like do it for the vine, but they kind of okay. localized it to just an inside joke for when it went to the school. Yeah, do it for the yeah. state. Cool. Uh, and one thing apparently that really helped to make it take off. Now, see, because they would accept submissions, uh, you know, they would. <laughs> uh, their content was provided by people who were doing it for state. Uh, if, and you, if you poop yourself good enough, bro, <laughs> you'll get on state snaps. <laughs> A big thing, Ooh. apparently, that uh, uh, helped it grow was uh, when uh, women would have uh, do it for state written on their uh, butt cheek and then send that in. And that was that's that like made it take off. That's what the kids wanted. They right. wanted people like. They wanted butts. burning themselves and butts. They wanted right. fire and butts. I mean, I would argue that's still what the people want. I mean, Jay Jacob and I watch a show called Love Island. I think Mitch, you've also watched a little Love Island. Um, yeah, I'm not as wild about it as uh, I would say. I would say that shows eighty percent fire and butts. Yeah, there's. <laughs> It's it's probably I would I would probably give it like seventy percent butts, twenty percent. Uh, yeah, probably, no, I'm gonna go hundred percent butts. 
There was a moment on one of the show on the Australian season that I was watching where that girl Kim was just walking around. She wasn't even in a bikini. She's just walking around in an actual thong just in the house. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're an adult and there's other adults here. I I think we should just turn this episode of this podcast to you and me talking about Love Island because, boy, do we have some catching up. I will not uh, let that happen. Podcast Island. Um, yeah. podcast where we uh, review uh, Love Island and and posts from State Snap. Yeah, you, can, you cannot we'll start talking about <laughs> Love Island an hour in. That has to be <laughs> top of the show, and then you can do it. We just finished Paula Poundstone. This is the second the second bullet point after Paula is Love Island. Uh oh. De- decline. Hold on, sorry. Okay, Jacob uh, also has to get weed from Mitch's house. Yeah, your your dealers here. <laughs> uh, I have to use the restroom. Just one moment. Uh, yeah. Mitch I don't know the I don't I don't know the etiquette. Do I bring the microphone with me? Do no, no, I could I could pee in a bottle if you guys will take me pause. still here. We'll uh, just take a quick pause. But it's going to take a little while because I'm in a romper and I got a lot of buttons. I got chocolate that I wanted to eat real quick. You talked about how you could you you could get the dick out for the pee in the. I mean, the, I you know this is this I've been holding this pee and uh, I need to get naked. Okay. Okay. Shoulders need to be out. Shoulders knees and toes. So I would say this show mostly butt. Our show mostly Paul Poundstone. Their show mostly butt, though. Love Island. Our show mostly Paula Poundstone butt. Our show mostly Paula Poundstone butt. Listen, Paula, I I know you're a Patreon member. I don't. This is just a fun shout out to Paula. Paula, I love that you kept the kids in the basement. I say keep them there. I mean, Paula. that's when they're safest there now. She was quarantining before it was cool. <laughs> no, I, I think she like might have like molested them, though. I oh, think really? that's part of it, too. I think we've talked about this before. We have no proof or any like backstory yeah. or knowledge, but we've heard. We have no knowledge for sure. Um, but, you know, Paula, if you're out there, you know, maybe don't. Hey, bring us on Earwolf and we'll talk about it. Until then, Paula's- you know. Hey, I, I'm Paul Poundstone. This is my new podcast, Frogs in the Frogs in the Attic, where I bring in a comedian in the attic and we review a different kind of frog. <laughs> it's just- there's so many podcasts that I, I like know. the idea of Paula Poundstone having a podcast called Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> but there's there's still just it's just comics reviewing flowers. There's no kids up there. There's no kids. If, I would there are no kids up there. Let me clarify. There's no kids up there. There's a couple kids down below. I call I keep them in the I call it my kids cellar. They're just 
The only thing that the only thing that separates a cellar from a dungeon is wine, and I've said that. I've said that before. If you have a sex dungeon but you keep wine in it, you're classy. Mm. <laughs> a little rose with this little wall and chains. <laughs> okay, so we've got we've got the account is fucking kicking it on all cylinders. They're crushing it. They're posting tummy time tea and shit because they're killing it so hard on inside. They're killing it so hard. Uh, at this point, let's see. Uh, they were getting hundreds of thousands of views on their Snapchat account. So he soon launched a State Snaps Instagram account, which skyrocketed to a similar level of notoriety. Um, oh. Now, the content that appeared on it was, you know, just like drunken behavior, drug use, and nudity. It was, it was just kids doing stupid shit and and hurting themselves and like maybe not being totally aware that they were being filmed and all the while someone somewhere was yelling do it for state in the background this was, this was a uh, twitter account or an instagram account uh, it was post. it started off as snapchat but then it moved to instagram and i do think they wound up starting a twitter not too long after they they wanted to dominate every platform of social media Okay, if it's like mainly Instagram, I'm just like getting, seeing what they're getting away with. Because I mean, they got like guidelines. If you show like, if you like pull out your pussy, I you can't, like, I think a lot of it no, on no, no. um on their Instagram would be uh, if they were gonna post something like you know too obscene or like relatively obscene, it would be on the story, and then the page would just be like kind of shitty memes, hmm, mostly. Gotcha. But then the story was where you'd get like the submissions and the wild behavior. That's oh, it really the backbone of this were the submissions. Like this was all college kids user generated for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it spread across campuses nationwide like like coronavirus. Uh, in November of 2014, is that written in the interview that you're quoting? I did say virus, so I I, I decided to, to uh, do a little Someone bit of improv. I, I punched up. I punched it. I punched. I punched up. There's a dude. There's a dude. Uh, there's a dude in a wet market in Wuhan who's just selling bats. Who's like, do it for state. <laughs> <laughs> Or his equivalent of that. Yeah. Wuhan State. It's a real so party school. In November of 2014, <laughs> and State Snap started in like pretty early, I think 2014. That's when he like dropped out. So uh, by November of 2014, um, Rossi went on vacation to Cancun. Wait, and, say his name uh, again. What was his name again? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Rossi Larathio Adams the second. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Larathio. <laughs> so he was on vacation <laughs> in 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 Cancun, and people were like, you know, also on vacation, and they recognized the brand apparently. Uh, 
on a, a spring break trip to Panama City, Florida, uh, just a few months later, Adams wore a uh, Rossi wore a custom made do it for state jersey and people on the beach would come up to him chanting the company tagline. They were hype as fuck on it. You know, college kids in Florida getting coronavirus, doing it for state. Mm. They're doing it for state. Now, it is interesting <laughs> to be a level of douchebag that you not only create this account, but you then create a jersey for yourself to wear to spring break, a celebration of school, something you've already no longer doing. Tell and he's Kyle. made the jersey. He's made the jersey with his with his logo. <laughs> Like with his handle? Yeah. What's his logo look like? It's legit ass, just that red fucking hashtag do it for state. Oh. Okay. That's his whole thing. That's it. Do it Didn't for state. For, okay. um, Didn't go for graphic design or anything. So It's regarding Kyle... Uh, how big of a douchebag he was um, because of the amount of money that Rossi was making uh, from the state snap sponsored content deals. He was spending a lot of it. And what he really liked to spend that on was clothing. He didn't always make his own stuff. What he liked most was uh, something he would take a namesake from, actually. This was his nickname that everyone would call him. He loved Polo. Polo Ralph Lauren. Polo shirts, polo shoes, polo hats. He loved it. He was always head to toe in Polo. And so he would be called by friends Polo. There's interviews of people talking about him and, and saying like, oh, well, Polo would... You know what? Arafio does sound like a scent Polo would have in their cologne line. Arafio. <laughs> they just have two the eyes on the, on the container. <laughs> <laughs> What's he looking at? <laughs> it's a lot of fog and blue. <laughs> just the color blue. It's a lot of now, blue he was also <laughs> he was also never known to wear the same thing twice what he would do is he would uh, uh, buy a new outfit post it on snapchat wear it out to the bar and then throw it away the next day he would never be seen in the same thing twice yeah this guy's the worst uh, on his personal you know, Instagram, I'm turning back around on him. That's a pretty, that's a pretty level-headed, smart thing. To do. <laughs> <laughs> on his personal Instagram account, Rossi would post pictures of uh, tiger print Adidas sneakers, animal print Nikes, and the latest streetwear. Presumably, he's not wearing any of this, though, right? Because he's polo. Oh, he's so polo. it's just. So he's just doing it for marketing stuff, like just selling. I guess a lot so. of a lot of streetwear is about collecting it. It's not about wearing it. That is true. Or it's like wearing it for a picture. Like, like a lot of people wear just plain Adidas, like straight up, like 
brand uh, loyalty with Adidas, but they'll you'll see their closet and they got like a bunch of Jordans or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm boss, not a shoe my, my old YouTuber boss had one of the bigger, uh, the biggest collections of Supreme merchandise in the world. Uh, and he almost never wore any of it did he get that supreme brick he had the brick it was just a brick brick. right it was just a just a fucking brick clay brick pressed brick brick. yeah yes yes i moved it around so many times and i found i was worth like four grand and i'm like this fucking dumb brick that i've like balanced on a chair leg (laughs) (laughs) uh his bio on Instagram was a uh, life is a game and I'm just trying to win hashtag entrepreneur. Uh, Man. Hmm. Life is a game. You poop yourself and then you die. <laughs> now, <Life's- laughs> the one thing is that like, while he said all of this, according to, to, to uh, people, he was, actually like pretty true to it like he was constantly on his phone uh running these accounts making new accounts when needed and uh trying to promote it and make it bigger and grow it and it did pay off he kept growing it uh the concept also carried uh, you know the concerns of other types of anonymous submission sites like uh, the revenge porn focused is anyone up uh, while the content was largely oh, user submitted, it wasn't always clear if everyone in it was consenting to their activities or for it now, to be the guy, shared. The guy if they who were. ran, the guy who ran, is anyone up? What was his name? His it was uh, f- fuck. I can't even remember now. He got banned from the internet. I can't believe I can't remember his name. He um, literally got banned from the internet. Like, this guy is not allowed on an air. I remember a, we watched a live stream in your garage one time where the guy who made Is Anyone Up was doing coke off of an iPad. It was like when iPads had just come out. So that was like yeah. Hunter Moore. The wildest. Hunter Moore. Hunter Moore. I can't oh believe I God. forgot that. Uh. Hunter Moore is one of the biggest douchebags of all time, too. He One time he threatened <laughs> to, to, to punch our friend John Luke. Oh yeah, that's so funny. I mean, a okay, lot. It, well, you guys, you have a fucking friend named John Luke, well, so one, like one, that guy's punch. Shout out, shout out, John Luke. He's, he's the best. A lot of people have uh, threatened to punch him in the face, but because we love all him, deser- all deservingly <laughs> so. <laughs> I believe the reason he that Hunter Moore threatened a bunch of the face is because John Luke said you could catch these hands. Yeah, he said come <laughs> come down here and catch these hands. So, uh-huh. um, oh, where did I go? Uh, you you left off on saying the consensual- Hunter Moore would probably be an interesting episode. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh. So despite uh, these, um, you know, concerns and the objections of the Iowa State University administrators who attempted to get the account shut down, 
uh, Rossi managed to rack up more than one and a half million followers on his state snaps accounts and likely had a considerable amount more across school specific spinoff accounts. So he was like kind of killing it with the following at this point. So he was starting other accounts for different colleges for the essential, essentially the same thing just to kind of like, yeah. And I don't even, I don't know for sure that he ran all of these or if he maybe had like admins uh, sort of to, to help him run them. Or if some of them were people starting their own just based off of what he had created. But Mm. uh, yeah, he had, a fuck ton of accounts, all some school specific, some because uh, they were getting banned. And so he had to make new ones. Uh, in early 2015, a, a local CBS affiliate to Iowa uh, ran an evening segment on state snaps. <laughs> they just talked about uh, state snaps. Yeah. Do you know where your kids are pooping? <laughs> <laughs> It's like just one of the tags they get you to watch it in the next like ten minutes. Like coming up after ten, do you know where your kids are pooping? State snaps. And then after that, our second top story: Did you know guns are not allowed to graduate college? More at eleven. They showed a a clip that uh, ended on on someone like lighting his nipples on fire to the mantra: "Do it for state." Uh, and in the piece, they, much like Caitlin Bennett, did a man on the street interview walking around campus uh, asking kids, do you do it for state? <laughs> the, the, the news station did that? Yeah. <laughs> I would like it if they got the kid, he lit his nipples on fire and he did it again. He's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> The news segment gets really in tune to it, and then they just become their own, like, televised do it for state. They get sucked into the whole news it for the state. News um, it in for the, the report. State. In the report, they get, like, kind of different reactions. Some kids, like, laughing, um, and, you know, some, like, really serious. One kid, uh, uh, in response to the question, said, uh, I do it for state every day. <laughs> I wake up, I grind for the fucking state. Have you seen my bio? I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Have you seen my bio? I cheated on my wife. On my pregnant wife. <laughs> uh, the, the university dean of students... Um, told the school that she tried numerous times to have state snap social media accounts shut down permanently only to have them reemerge under a different handle. So this, do you think, do you think she was is, watching them every day? She had to be every time we one must, popped up. She's accidentally must. liking them at two o'clock in the morning. Just oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was six months ago. God damn it. God damn it. The dean is like, listen, I like is anyone up as much as the next dean. (laughs) Listen, if I want, if anybody wants to expose a woman, it's me and my (laughs) ex-wife. 
the the news clip helped to make state snaps infamous, like in the cool way that college kids were like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it for state." Um, infamous in the cool way, like Second Son. <laughs> Sorry, that was a <laughs> four joke. Someone's uh, so- laughing. I bet. Yeah, no, bet not. <laughs> <laughs> I bet no one was. <laughs> So Rossi had plans to capitalize on the hype. He wanted to build a website that piggybacked on the social media accounts and provided another stream of income. Uh, He wanted, he basically wanted to turn into barstool sports. That's one of his friends is quoted as saying as much. He read, he read all the poop, the poop puns and he was like, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) I said this yesterday. Now, the URL that Rossi wanted was doitforstate.com. It was going to complete the brand. This is what it was, you know, State Snaps was, was the accounts on, on social media, but, but do it for state. That was the fucking mantra. Right. Now, he got, like, kind of obsessed with owning doitforstate.com and somewhere else around this same time there were two brothers named Ethan and Chris Deo now Ethan and Chris I said Deo say boom 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 let me hear you say Deo Deo Ethan, Chris, come, I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> they, all, they all want to come home. Say do it. Deo. Say do it. Post it. Deo. Now, Ethan and Chris had both previously worked at GoDaddy. Uh, which is a popular domain name registration company. And they had. I thought it was, I thought it was a cannon that shoots dads. <laughs> oh, I Load th- up the go, daddy. <laughs> I thought it was a site where I can see Danica Patrick's boobs. <laughs> no one else? Uh, now they had a a side hustle as domain brokers they would buy urls and flip them for a profit go daddy would or who uh ethan and chris oh ethan and chris okay yeah ethan and chris deo uh, on the side you know make a little extra cash you know like like Let's, uh, at some point, somebody in like the '90s was probably probably like, "I'm gonna buy yes.com," and you know, no, 100. At no, the that time, 100%. that's kind of whatever. Should, we should do an episode about that because there was actually a whole time period where like brands like like Coke.com was owned by somebody else, and so like Coca-Cola is like trying desperately to get their brand. You know what I mean? These people are like 20 grand. You know what I mean? Like, so, but even still today, like my, my friend wanted just his name uh, as a website and mm-hmm. the person who had it, like, wasn't their name. They just like get like 
different pairings of American names and take the the you know uh, domain the broker the domains yeah and he was like three grand my friend was like ah fuck that <laughs> so he went like his first name dash his last name <laughs> like yeah <laughs> there's ways to get past yeah now but you want to do it for state uh to young adults plugged into social media during the winter of 2014, it was clear that state snaps and the hashtag do it for state was spreading like wildfire. So buying an associated domain to either sell or develop into a standalone business could be easy money. This is what Chris and Ethan figured. So on January, oh, wow. so they actually, they saw the trend. Yeah. They just they saw what was happening. All this money then. Whatever they, they, they pay, like this guy was dumb. This guy was dumb. You gotta get the domain. Immediately. You gotta go daddy. But I'll be honest, Immediately, I you have I, to go daddy. I don't f- f- go to anybody's website. Someone tells me that they got a website, I'm gonna go to your Instagram. I'll go to your <laughs> Instagram, only, right? I'm only going to your Instagram. The only time I've ever gone to from an Instagram to a website was to like purchase a merch item. Right. So I could see for pushing to a merch item, a website could be good. I mean, if you want to make those jerseys, you already got the schematics for the jerseys. (laughs) He's he's like, he's like, well, I need a website so I can bulk order these googly eyes to sell. (laughs) (laughs) Got to put these googly eyes on. (laughs) Yeah, just googly eyes on a on a on a giant piece of shit that should be caitlin's merch that's a little technical difficulties there uh you know we're uh extremely internet uh you know are in our response to covid19 um you know we're we want to let you know two things one that you know we're recording remotely and two we're here for you like a car company we're here for you Kill cops. They're not there for you. They're not there for you. They don't. Class traders. That's what they are. They're class traders. They enforce the the bourgeoisie. Everybody knows that that having a strong. So uh, Jacob Wall, that like crazy uh, political internet troll dude. He always tries to be like. Be like, Bernie Sanders is a shape-shifting pedophile, and I have proof. Like, oh, I love it. I, I have an interdimensional <laughs> four-year-old that's fucked Bernie Sanders. Like, whatever his thing is. But, like, I think he's... I, I honestly think he might be, like, a, 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 a Dax Flame-level, like, bit. Uh, like, really deep bit. But as part of this deep bit, he's Jacob Wool has started getting ripped. Um, and he he's starting super juice during quarantine and he's like clearly doing steroids but he's only working out his arm muscles so his body still looks very small but <laughs> just his, big but shoulders his, but his shoulders and arms are huge and somebody in the comments uh who was uh their name was like marxist mark um he was like Everybody knows that uh, that strong arms have no real world uh, value and are 
simply to show off, which means you're a part of the bourgeoisie. Every good proletarian movement is built on strong quads. <laughs> you go to his page, his quads are just all, it's just Dude, photo after photo jacked. of quads. He does squats. He de- he. The dude is fucking. His quads are ripped. Anyway. Uh, so as we were saying, Kent State, we were doing it for the state. Yes, were, we were, were trying to get about the website. The, the tale of Rossi Larathio Adams the second. And Chris and Ethan Deo. Deo. Now on January. <laughs> On January 8th, 2015, the Deo brothers bought the domain doitforstate.com. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two days later, Ethan sent a text to his friend Brandon Miller, a party promoter who threw events across the country, asking if he had ever heard of state snaps. This dude's promoting parties being like, hey, come to this party. We got gun girls shitting her brains out. <laughs> the best DJs and gun girls gonna get drunk and shit while laying down. We got chips, we got dick, we got four kegs, we got shit girl shitting herself. <laughs> we got shit girl. We got shit. <laughs> They're like, wait, you have Caitlin Bennett? Are her gun friends gonna be there? Her gun friends. I wanna sign. <laughs> I want Gunny to sign my gun. <laughs> my gun's underage, so I uh, won't let it near Gunny. It's gunderaged. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, hurts to laugh at. So Ethan's friend responded that uh, he had heard of it and asked why. And Ethan said, I have doitforstate.com set up with all social media handles, and I'm about to take this guy's business over and ride his wave. T-shirts and other things sold online. Whoa, fuck yeah. This kid so ran. Ethan's plan was to just fucking hijack the whole to business, hustle basically. the hustler. What? To hustle the I guess, hustler, yeah. bro? Yeah. I mean, fucking incredible. Don't you listen to Biggie? Don't you listen to Biggie? Mitch, we can hear you. We can hear you touching your microphone. <laughs> 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 it's just desperately trying to tell his mic is still on and it's just like. Hello? <laughs> it was like you forgot what a microphone was. I'm doing a subtle mic check real quick. Is anyone there? It's like someone realizing they have a nose without like ever looking in a mirror. They're like, "Wait, what is that?" It's more like a, it was more like a cat being sat down to record, or they're just kind of sort of. <laughs> it was a little cute. It was cute. I couldn't tell if it was coming out of, if it was my computer mic or my mic mic, and I was really worried that it was going to be shitty audio. No, your computer mic sounds like you're on the on the wing of a plane. sounds like you're juggling on the wing of a biplane during the the chicago world's fair (laughs) sounds like your house is full of drafts yeah just all your roommates are drafts (laughs) 
<laughs> you have six roommates and they're all drafts. So nosy. <laughs> oh god. Okay. So I um, hijacked the business. At some point Yeah, at some point Ethan uh told his friend um the party promoter to start using the hashtag do it for state to promote his parties. And the brothers would showcase the event on doitforstate.com. This is really this is really similar to my idea to legally change my name to fuck Jerry. <laughs> and be I mean, then they have to give you the account. They have to give it to me. It's my name. You would have to get fuck dash Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love answering the every fuck time you call underscore me. Underscore Jerry. Hey, what up, fuck? Hey, fuck. <laughs> hey, fuck. Mr. Jerry, right this way, please. Mr. Jerry's my father. Call me fuck. <laughs> uh, Ethan would also uh, file a trademark for Do It For State. Dude, this kid is going to crush this dude. Like, I Here's the thing. <laughs> I think this guy is like in his 30s. Like, this is, like, an older dude who's like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to take over this kid's business. Fucking smart. Mr. Bear Gordy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Bear Gordy on social media. Pretty much. During spring break of 2015, Ethan received an Instagram DM from the State Snaps account Uh, telling him to stop using the hashtag to promote parties. At the time, Miller was busy promoting uh, a huge bash. uh, Oh, and this is, uh, I'm sorry, this was not Ethan who received this message. This was the party promoter who received this message. Uh, They reached out to him and said, like, hey, quit. Yeah. This guy stopped doing coke off his iPad long enough to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone worse in the world than a college party promoter, though? Like, could we be real here? <laughs> this has got to be one of the worst uh, people ever. You gotta, you gotta text me at the right the time. times. Is the times I gotta? I'm doing the coke off the iPad. Is when you have to text me, or else you know I'm not seeing it. Don't you hate it when your nose swipes to unlock? And now you're on a 40 minute conversation with your mom high on coke. Yeah. Yeah. You accidentally answer the FaceTime to your mom. Well, see, the only problem with that is that, like, the first 20 minutes, you're really, really hype on the conversation and you're happy to talk to your mom. But then the last 20 minutes, you're trying to get off so you can do more coke off that iPad, bro. Don't you hate when you do that and then you accidentally start a small business with your mom? Yeah. <laughs> You're both so hyped on Coke that you're like, yeah, let's fucking no, I'm going to set up the Etsy for your crochets. She's asking you to show her the new couch on FaceTime, but you can't lift up the iPad. Would you believe me if I told you that (laughs) Would you believe me if I told you that nobody owns the domain Spanx.com, mom? We're going to be fucking rich. (laughs) What if I told you nobody owns the domain Seattle Battlehawks? Uh, now he actually uh, because he was so busy at the time uh, he disregarded the message 
Um, and because of this, uh, Rossi uh, doxed him by posting his phone number on social media and encouraging thousands of followers to spam him. Uh, supposedly, it, the number of messages he received crashed his phone. Yeah, I did a I did a podcast with this dude who's just like a celebrity hairdresser in L.A. And he was telling me that he was like hooking up with this Instagram model chick. And uh, he like wasn't trying to be as serious as she was. And name drop. Name drop. Come on. Name drop. Uh, name I don't know drop. her name. I'm just kidding. I don't even remember his. To be honest. <laughs> uh, but she she was some like like big ass Instagram model. Right. Um, and so he he was like kind of being a dick to her and like ghosting her. And she just was like, hey, if you uh, text this number a dick pic, I'll send you nudes. And he got so many, it crashed his phone. He couldn't even have his phone on. He had to get a new number. So many dicks. Uh huh. Wait, was it? Was it? That's dick- dope. Where do I sign up? How do I do it? It's dick. <laughs> How do I get that many? Dicks? I'm trying to crash this iPad. <laughs> dick. Trying to get my mom to stop calling so I can finally do some some coke. Listeners, please send me. <laughs> Send me all of the pictures of people passed out pooping themselves. Guys, hit us up. Send us dick pics. Send us pictures pooping themselves and kill a cop. We're not asking much from the listeners. Give yeah. to the Patreon, okay? It's not that much. <laughs> There's an acronym there, but uh, I'll get back to you. And when you're driving, close your eyes. I'm not asking a lot from you guys. Oh, God. Isn't the like one of the most fun things to do is just to turn off your lights on the freeway just at like 12 o'clock at night and just sneak up on someone, blare your horn, and turn on your high beams? <laughs> I do it all the time. I do it while spinning a gun sometimes. It's <laughs> Yeah. So the googly eyes are really going. <laughs> Just, you're just blaring vacations all I ever wanted. <laughs> uh, so uh, through some friends, uh, the party promoter got Rossi's phone number and sent him a text message asking, like, what the fuck? Why did you do that? And um, apparently Rossi wrote back, uh, this is a quote. We're not like friends. You need to quit doing this. <laughs> that was, and then he added uh, uh, handgun emojis at the end. Oh. Oh. Now, pop, pop. as far as I know, I don't think Rossi knew at this time that Miller had any association with uh, anybody else. He just knew that he was using the hashtag to promote his parties and he didn't love that. So by the spring of 2015, Rossi realized that someone had purchased the domain, doitforstate.com, and decided to conduct a search through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. He found that the person who trademarked Do It For State was someone named Ethan Deo. Deo. Who? Happened to live in Cedar Rapids. They, they, I guess, lived in the same fucking city. Oh, coincidence. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's how uh, Ethan heard about it. Was like, it, probably he heard about it like when it was local and smaller. 
Yeah, is there like a date yeah, on like when really blew up? Was there like a date on when he uh, patented it? Pat patented it. Pat, patent was there it? a day on when he patented? Uh, yeah, is there? It was yeah. It was in uh, like uh, fall to uh, winter of 2014 that he trademarked it. Okay. So that was after like it had. I think it had exploded to like at least one and a half million followers, but. It was apparently going to continue growing, and he wanted to go ahead and get in on it then. Uh, is there any like thing that these two people knew each other prior, or is this just kind of... It doesn't look like it, no. It doesn't look like either had any knowledge of the other before. Okay, so it wasn't like a revenge snaps. thing? No, not at all. He just was somebody who was buying up domains and saw one that could be lucrative, like right in front of him and snapped it up. Um, State snapped so it since, up. <laughs> since Rossi, uh, you know, found out the name of who had taken it and that they lived in Cedar Rapids so close to him, uh, Rossi just showed up at Ethan's house unannounced to try to clear up the situation. Hell this yeah. one does. Uh, Ethan, Ethan admitted that he owned the domain name and the trademark, and uh, Rossi gave him his number so that they could arrange a meeting, a real meeting, to talk it out further. So in July, Ethan and his brother Chris and their friend the party promoter met Rossi at a Buffalo Wild Wings. They talked about uh, expanding state snaps and like becoming partners. You know, that was, I guess, uh, Ethan and Chris's angle at this point was like, hey, we already own your shit, dude. Just cut us in. I will say they, they were really just trying to shake him down. I feel like every meeting that is conducted at a Buffalo Wild Wings is a about this, I think everybody that is like willing. It's every everyone who walks into Buffalo Wild Wings runs a, an Instagram page that posts girls pooping themselves. Every person in that establishment. <laughs> Anytime I'm invited to a Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm like, are you inviting me to a place you were already going? Or do you want to have this plan with me? <laughs> I would say going to a Buffalo Wild Wings is, is maybe one of the worst experiences you could do to yourself. Um, going to a Buffalo Wild Wings and eating there uh, in your human body, not in like some kind of avatar uh, in your in your actual human body, putting yourself through sitting in a Buffalo Wild Wings to eat. That sounds like one of the worst experiences of all time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you could go anywhere and yet mm, mm. there. You could even be in the parking lot of one and you'd still be pretty okay. You'd still be okay if you're just in the parking lot of a Buffalo Wild Wings. Once you've touched the handle of the door, I feel like your day is ruined. Mm. Mm. How do you feel about a 21st birthday at a Buffalo Wild Wings? I, if I had the power to call in orbital strikes. <laughs> If I could, so you know, in um, just in, por put the pork game, sucker out of his misery. <laughs> it might put the pork sucker out of his misery. Uh, in the in the uh, maybe it's Infinity War. Thanos throws a planet at Tony Stark. 
uh, sort of hits him with a planet. Mm. I would like to do that to a 21st birthday at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm not saying waterboarding is okay. Right? Obviously, mm-hmm. it's torture, you know, Guantanamo Bay and all. But <laughs> if you have your 21st birthday at a Buffalo Wild Wings, they should, you know, how they come out dressed as firefighters if you order the hottest flavor there? They should come out wait. dressed as Guantanamo Bay. Wait, what? Wait, what, what, what Buffalo Wild Wings are you going to where they will all dress up like firefighters because you ordered a hot thing? Where? Where? Buffalo. You tell me right now which wings. I've been. I've been. You've been to the mall? And you've ordered the spiciest wings in all of them. Bullshit. I, I've never if ordered you, the spiciest if wings. You order the spiciest wings, flaming hot, or whatever the fuck they're called. I think they're called flaming. Hence the firefighters. They the 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 waiter has to go put on a fucking sweaty firefighting jacket. <laughs> Do not. And they carry out one of those little fucking blow horns that does a siren. <laughs> Oh, they bring attention to it, right? Like, like it's your birthday. This person is a fuckhead. It's really just the alarms of your subconscious ringing uh, because it knows that it's uh, it's gonna have to deal with a fiery, fiery turd. It'd be super funny if you ordered a like a like a, a certain level of spiciness of wing, and they just bring out a cop who has a gun and he puts it in your face. <laughs> Okay, wait, Kyle. Are you, I believe that you. Went, I believe that you went to a wing place where this happened. I, I do, I do. But I'm try, I'm trying to find this. When I Google Buffalo Wild Wings firefighter, it's only tragic looking photos of real yeah, firefighters inside husks of Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> What? I I just need this knowledge. I need where is this? Because I want to go when everything's I okay. Go. <laughs> I am so positive that they I, that they did this with their blazing wings. That's what it was. Blazing. The blaze. The because this can't be true. You know, and wings were served dressed as a firefighter. I promise you. I can't, <laughs> I can't find anything back, dude. This honestly, more than anything, might make me be like Mandela effect. Because <laughs> because this is absurd. Also, when you go to page two on Google, it's it's over. There's no more than that. Yeah. Just one page what? of Google results for this. I think it's been scrubbed. I think we might be fucking onto something. I think they're ashamed. They're ashamed of it. Some some not so good stuff came from it. Buffalo Wild Wings served dressed as a firefighter. I I am so sure this happened. I will say one thing. This is kind of off subject, but uh the thought of fire shits uh kind of uh, sparked in my head. If I end up pooping in public, I hope it's a good poop. 
I, I hope it feels really good to have pooped. I hope it's not like one that like really hurts and it like there's a lot more to come, but this is like the pre-starter and you kind of got to stand up and cool off because like, I hope it's not one of those in the times I'm shitting myself <laughs> in public. I hope it's one where I'm like, I at least I feel good enough to walk home. I mean, we could all only hope for the same. <laughs> it's a curse so I would want to find in anything, Kyle. No, it's so upsetting because, like you said, you if you put the word firefighter in there, it's only about wing places tragically catching on fire. <laughs> and, then, and then if you try to use the words dressed as, you just get stuff about ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's a thing you might have to ask your the, the fans to uh, you know come, I, come I, in. I, tell extremists, me if you extremists, extremists, tell me if you remember this. I'm gonna talk to my to my dear old dad because uh, I I know you're having. Some, I know if if anyone so, took me to Buffalo Wild Wings, it would have been him. Uh, it wasn't a Buffalo Wild Wing. It was. <laughs> because, no, because I know the location. I believe, I believe I know that the this happened because Jacob, you grew up in Vegas. Jacob would and know too. Shit happens Jacob there, would know the same one. It was the same. It was the one on Craig. I think. Craig. I think you ordered. I think your father took you to a strip club, a male strip club, to no, eat wings. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's where and we went for <laughs> I am, this is quick. to be continued. This is to be continued because I I I have to I have to know what your mm. Okay. Uh let's go back to this meeting that conducted in a Buffalo Wild Wings. So they <laughs> They met at a Buffalo Wild Wings. They were all dressed as firemen and they couldn't come to an agreement because Ethan and Chris just wanted something that they didn't deserve, quite frankly. I I think I want to go ahead and say right now, I stand behind Rossi and everything he did following this. Like it's his he built this. He worked tirelessly <laughs> around the clock. Real he had quick, real quick, I'm taking this back a bit. Uh, okay, I'm, we're still. Oh, it appears. It appears, that, it appears that in 2016 they revamped the Blazing Wings Challenge. The what? They called it the Blazing Wings Challenge, but it appears in 2016 okay. uh, they sort of revamped the Blazing Wings Challenge. In which you try to eat twelve of these wings in ten in six minutes. Sounds very okay. easy. Uh, however, I have found a video. Um, they're not dressed as a firefighter. However, they so it's not. They do have an active siren that is on the serving tray. That's <laughs> not the same. I believe is a remnant. A remnant of 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 sort of I, I think maybe it's become a little more corporate, you know, than it used to be. Um, and I believe maybe maybe even this particular Buffalo Wild Wings decided to embellish a bit 
uh, with with sort of their their presentation, sort of up the you know, sort of go WrestleMania with it. Do you think that's the um, case though for your specific uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? Do you think that maybe one of the coworkers there might have had like? someone in the fire department and had like an old suit that they brought in just for this occasion. Like maybe the manager was like, Oh, and if someone does it, you, I'm making you guys wear this and just like dumped it on the floor. And yeah. I counted money that. in the back. <laughs> yeah. I could see that totally happening. Uh, I, I mean, I could see why there's not, why it's not done anymore like this. Um, but I'm just trying to find it. It's hard to find a good video of the person receiving the wings. Mm. You see, but while receiving, they love to post a video of a person eating the wings, right? They, they, these people will eat right. things on, on camera. However, they already have the wings once the footage begins. So this is sort of like there's it's it's almost there's like a, a level of mystery here, like a hemlock grove like situation where like the ceremony itself is, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's shrouded. It, it's I would go as far private. as call this more of a bohemian grove situation. Where okay, I think maybe, that's what I meant. Maybe, what did I say? You said uh, I don't know what you said. <laughs> OK, <laughs> bohemian grove is where I was going. Though. OK, yeah, yeah. Where I'm remembering this maybe, challenge. I'm actually starting to remember this challenge and now I'm remembering so much to the point where I don't think I didn't see anybody come out in a fire, but I remember the, the challenge of eating it in a, uh, uh, in amount of time. I think an old friend uh, did it and I think I recorded it on my old VX and I think I have that footage somewhere. I think I have a footage of the challenge and maybe have okay. footage of them now, bringing see, the wings be, out. That would be the very same. Cause that would have been the one on Craig probably. No, it was definitely the one in more Centennial area. The one kind of off the two fifteen and Centennial. See, I can't, I can't speak to the authenticity of the fire jackets of the one in the Centennial right, area. Right, right. The one adjacent to Craig Road in North Las Vegas, Nevada, I could speak to probably <laughs> about two thousand six. Now you also have to remember this is a time in America. Uh, this is uh, in the in the shadow of nine eleven. Mm. Uh, I mean, firefighters are. <laughs> I mean, think about how you think, like try, like how you think about like a like a like a Postmates driver right now. Mm. Try to imagine that onto a firefighter. That's how much we cared about the firefighters back after nine eleven. They were heroes, mm. you know. Um, like if you can fathom like, yeah, yeah, extending yeah. that heroism to a to a firefighter, but um, if you we back then we used to tip firefighters twenty five percent. Oh, you minimum. Would, I, I mean, would back then they didn't want me. not not tipping a firefighter. You can try to tip them, but they're 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 uh, they're sturdy. They have those good proletariat quads. Yeah, we those uh, aforementioned quads. <laughs> quads of the proletariat movement. Um, okay, so you really were right. now as the this boy, right? When when in his up and coming moves. Sorry, I'm I do, to get I do. I think it. he's great. And as the company's founder, Rossi understandably, rightfully wanted ownership of the domain name. 
Meanwhile, the Deos wanted a bigger cut than Adams was willing to give. I love this guy's uh, article so much, and I, I like I, I can't really speak because I copied and pasted so much of it. I'm sorry, Ian Frisch. Um, Shout out. But I, th- I feel like he uses meanwhile in places that aren't necessary, and I'm, I'm trying to cut him out as I go, but... But the Deos wanted a bigger cut than Rossi was willing to give. And they parted ways without coming to a settlement. Two days later, when the Deos, Deo brothers were at home making dinner on the grill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I just got to bring this back. I found some more proof. Um, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> so according to a, a 2010 posting in the food and drink uh, subsection of uh, a website called citypages.com, um, there is a post called Are You Hot or Not? Uh, where there's a very low res image of a little fire demon like going like this. Uh, and it says the subject of spicy eats came up the other day and it begged the question, what was the spiciest dish in the Twin Cities? I've had a few runny throat, burning mind numbingly spicy dishes at places like Marla's, Bangkok Thai and Smalley's. Uh, but I'm not sure. If any of them can take the number one slot, anyone want to report the habanero hell poppers at Chino's or the blazing sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings? Do they really still send them out with a staffer in a fireman's costume? Okay. Wow. All right. This is in the twenty cities. Scrubbed from the internet. Damn. Now, when do you, what age do you remember being when this was happening? I remember being very young because I think we only ate at Buffalo Wild Wings a couple times. It is not a great establishment to eat food from. To sit in I really, really at. love, you know, I, I've, I, I listened, I did. In, and to sit in and, and eat at. Okay. Okay. Fair. I, I could, I can't stand that. That's, I would, yeah. I would, I would, I, would, I can tell you right now that I'm very seriously thinking about ordering some after this. If, if they were in front of me, I would eat some Buffalo Wild Wings. However, I'm, 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 I might, I might get buff- some tonight. Sitting in a Buffalo Wild Wings is chaotic evil. It's even like being in a Buffalo Wild Wings and being the only like people eating in it. Like you could be alone, but the workers are still looking at you like, get the fuck out. They're like, why are you here? We have to be here, but you you can leave. You yeah, can it take looks. This and go. <laughs> they look at you like the the stool you're sitting in is a guy that's about to walk in stool, and he's gonna fuck you if you're sitting in his stool <laughs> at exactly three seventeen on a Tuesday afternoon. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I've been to a few Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh my god! I found another. I found another. I found another uh, another. This is actually much more. So this is a website called FundingUniverse.com. This is a company history of Buffalo Wild Wings Inc. Um, now this is a really okay. this is a very very long uh, list of stuff. But um, so so it, it appears that under under what it says 1980s the beginnings. Um, the last uh, paragraph says the niche uh, the company had staked out was somewhere between a McDonald's and an Applebee's unpretentious dining with an average meal check with a size between five and six dollars, reflecting the company's largely college age clientele. The motif was that of a sports bar and the restaurant uh, featured many wall mounted televisions sporting sports events. 
Um, let's see. The dozen sauces that were offered range from mild to extremely spicy. And when better, better be ready blazing was ordered, it was delivered by a staff member wearing a fireman's outfit accompanied by a whale of a siren. Customers ordered their food from a central location while drink orders were taken by waiters. So in what year was this? I mean, that says that that was a thing that was happening in the 80s at at Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) I I believe that it it continued happening well into the 2000s. It's just not something that they they talk about in the history of Buffalo Wild Wings like four times. Oh, this this food connoisseur, this blazing food connoisseur uh, was probably an older gent that remembers the blazing sauce from the 80s and then heard it's coming back and was like, oh, they're keeping the tradition alive. Do they really still serve it when they're all dressed as up? (laughs) <laughs> wow i mean i really some scouring this took um i'm sorry folks for everybody that was uh well thanks for listening this is an episode <laughs> yeah, actually we solved the mystery <laughs> it's like kyle was right you know i'm glad the listeners can sleep and not be left on a cliffhanger everything's got to come uh, full yeah. circle yeah. All right. Here. Sorry, Mitch. You just yawned. I just. Uh, <laughs> I wish we had some blazing wings to deliver you so you could uh, wake you up. I really, really want blazing wings right now. That's all that I like. I'm continuing for. Oh, guys. And I have. There's. We're at like the halfway point, like just a little past. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have to piss so bad. Okay. <laughs> bring it. Bring the mic with you, man. I'm all. We're all ready. You know what? I I, I gotta I gotta go pee too. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna head off. Why don't you uh, sing uh, Old Danny Boy or uh, or Ove Maria?
Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm smoking just a super quick bowl. I gotta just like refresh real quick. I might stand up. You oh, know, I man. was thinking of standing up too. We should stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like cornered in a small area with this chair. My knees keep kicking things. Got dancer knees. I'll turn the mic this way. Do you like the mic in the foreground? Does it add depth? Does it look like I'm really tiny? Whoa. It's such a big microphone. <clears throat> this takes up half my room. Okay, I'm so sorry, guys. I... You feeling okay, Kyle? Yeah, I'm good, dude. Let's do this. I'm snapping, I'm clapping, I'm dancing. I throw up. All right. So two days after the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings meeting, uh, the Deo brothers were at home grilling out and chilling and grilling. (laughs) Rossi just stopped by for another meeting. Just real cash, you know, like, hey, chilling and grilling. Thought I'd stop by. We live in the same city. Why not? Whoa, is this your backyard? Uh, they t- Since you're chilling and grilling, I might as well stay. <laughs> Whoa, that's so weird. I just happen to have all these bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> he has all this meat and beer. <laughs> uh, they talked for about an hour, but they still couldn't come to an agreement. And as 2015 transitioned into 2016, the Deo brothers and Rossi continued operating in parallel. The brothers keeping ownership of the website and state snaps continuing to explode on social media. Um, At this point, Rossi's total follower account was past a million. In the spring of 2016, Adams, Rossi, sorry, received a Twitter DM from a man named Matt Shearer. Shearer? Shearer? uh, I hardly know her. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought you were genuinely asking. Oh, I was so happy to clarify. I was so Wait, happy Matt, to Matt Shearer. Matt Shearer. Did you poop yourself at a party? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Um, Sheer was a, a budding internet entrepreneur. He had seen the success of brands such as Barstool Sports and The Chive and thought that he could, uh, you know, help State Snaps grow could, to be that, could, that same level. Chive on, bro. <laughs> I know how to do that. <laughs> so Shearer offered to take Rossi on a three-day cruise from Miami to the Bahamas in an effort to spark a business relationship. Um, uh, He's going to murder him in the Bahamas? Oh, mm. Well, he took him on a cruise ship called uh, Inception at Sea. Which is just going to fuck him in the really Bahamas? <laughs> Quite honest, <laughs> that sounds like the most trap cruise or whatever it is retreat I've ever heard. I'm an inception seaman. Like what? What do you mean? Uh, there were DJs performing day and night, around the clock pool party. Uh, Deo and Nido. It was great. <laughs> Deo and Nido. <laughs> I love it. Um. Uh, Shearer had made uh, T-shirts that featured both the Inception at Sea logo. I don't know if he was like helping to brand Inception at Sea or something, or if he just really j- like like jived with he, the name. He honestly seems to to throw down the T-shirt press at pretty much any opportunity. <laughs> well, no, this is the this is the new guy. Oh well, uh, then maybe Shearer. they'll really get yeah. along. Then they have a shared passion. Yeah, no, he had he had, uh, a, and he also had uh, T-shirts made that said "Do it for state." Ooh. Oh, his own and, like, uh, idea then, or definitely like copying. Well, no, because he's he's trying to woo Rossi right now. Like he he wants to do the same thing that the Deo brothers want to do, but he's trying to do it in the right way. He's doing it with with uh, booze and women and t-shirts. Oh, the old fashioned. He's way. just trying to like, yeah. Instead of trying to do like a hostile takeover like the Deos, he's trying to you know just just show Rossi that he gets the brand, Wine, he gets the vibe. He's with it. T-shirts. It's yeah, saying that there's this much of a Game of Thrones for an empire built on like videos of girls pooping themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, My empire so, of dirt. <laughs> so uh, Shearer had it arranged that they would um, uh, that he would take Rossi on stage on the ship, and they would like throw these T-shirts out to people, and like you know they got like Rossi was hype on that. So the trip was a success, and on July first, twenty sixteen, the two entered into a formal agreement with Shearer joining as a partner in State Snaps LLC. Ooh. Rossi would handle the social media content, and Shearer would put up almost $18,000 to fund a website. Ooh. The problem, though, was still that uh, uh, Ethan Deo owned Do It For State. So instead of like thinking of a different name... Rossi was like, no, I fucking want to do it for state. We're doing it for state. <laughs> and he convinced Shearer that uh, they were going to persuade Ethan into selling the domain. Now, what they were going to do is Shearer would uh, 
hide that he was a part of state snaps and just approach Ethan as, as just like a third party, you know, totally outside, just like, Hey, I, I see you got that do it for state website. I'd, I'd love to take that. Mm. Um, so they exchange emails throughout 2016 and into 2017. Um, but, uh, apparently Ethan did not want to sell. Now I, I, there was one report that said Ethan did agree to sell for $20,000 at some point. I don't know when that was, if it was to Shearer or directly to, uh, Rossi, but either way, Rossi was like, no, that's too much, but I still want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he was unwilling to pay 20000 for it, despite apparently having a, a backer with $18,000. But I, maybe at this point it wasn't – I don't know if that was like earlier on in the negotiations when they like first talked at the Buffalo Wild Wings that he said 20000 You know, And at the time, maybe Rossi couldn't feasibly do that as he was covered in polo. I like can you imagine he had to get fresh polo just to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. So like can you honestly, imagine? any clothes, any clothes you wear inside of a Buffalo Wild Wings should be thrown away. <laughs> can you imagine demanding twenty thousand dollars from someone inside of Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> <laughs> it's only OK if you have as a kid. waiter dressed as a firefighter brings <laughs> out a fucking a, a play. A plate with a siren going off. I've heard of heroin lows, but that's a new one. I tell you what, we <laughs> both Buffaloes. do this blazing wing challenge. We see you can make it through more of these bad boys in six minutes. You got yourself a deal. <laughs> <laughs> they base the whole thing on a wing challenge. So they couldn't negotiate with with uh, Ethan. So they they did finally decide on going for the domain statesnapsglobal.com, yeah. which, uh, yeah, it's something Rossi had owned since 2015. He bought that in 2015, and then I guess, you know, like Do It For State really took off, and he realized, like, the error that he had made. <laughs> I think Do It For State had already been bought by that point, too. Oh. So, and... Yeah, actually, in 2014, Do It For State was already, like, bought and trademarked by Ethan. So by the time uh, Rossi was ready to get the website name, he tried to get that, and he was like, fuck, State Snaps Global? Was State Snaps already taken, too? Must have been. But he just wasn't as, like... Because <laughs> mm. State Snaps would be fine, right? Yeah, right. State Snaps would end this whole issue. Right. See, so when I go to statesnaps.com, uh, that's great. I don't want to do a college direct from Snapchat. It looks like it's, yeah, it's it's exactly what it is. Maybe this is also from uh, Homeboy, like the yeah, same dude, but it's like, it's like blunts and well, people smoking bongs and like girls passed out. And like, I think this chick is shoving a bong into her pussy. This guy's doing coke off an ass. Yeah, this is like this is what this website was supposed to be. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm staring at a man that just looked at all that. <laughs> you see, 
You seem un- and is surprisingly calm. Yeah, you seem unfazed by someone shoving a uh, bong up their pussy. You know, when you <laughs> when you experience the blades and wing challenge thing, I have. <laughs> some of the things I've seen. I've seen heroes serving you, wings. I'm sorry. Do you think that uh, like the if they don't do that challenge anymore, do you think the the leftover staff members who had to dress like that are entitled to like first responders benefits? <laughs> what do you think happened to the jackets? Someone's like, can I take this? They don't do that anymore. They yeah, send them back with all the jacket. unbought wings. I wonder if there's a patch on the jacket that was like a Buffalo Wild Wings first responder. <laughs> it's the blood. Um, it's a rare so they, they decided they were going to, you know, try to work statesnapsglobal.com. And uh, by May 2017, they hadn't even launched the website. And also... Uh, Shearer's investment of $18,000 was drying up, presumably on polo merchandise. <laughs> because there is, there literally, uh, there's no explanation anywhere of what that money went to. Polo merch. Um, but Rossi was also like still hyper focused on doitforstate.com. The domain name he thought he needed to fulfill his business potential. He decided it was time to take matters into his own hands. Good. Mm. I thought that's what he was doing this whole time. Too long he sat (laughs) idly by. (laughs) Now, in June of 2017, Rossi was at a a family get-together at his mom's house. And his cousin, Sherman Hopkins, was just hanging out there, you know, family get together, saw his cousin. And, and uh, he started telling his cousin about his business enterprise, you know, state snaps, what it was turning into. Told him a little bit about some of the trouble that was going on with doitforstate.com. And somewhere along the, in the conversation... They thought of maybe a way Sherman could help Rossi. So over the course of several conversations, they started to hatch a plan. Uh, Sherman would break into Ethan Deo's house (laughs) and force him to transfer the domain to Rossi. I was waiting for this to get violent. (laughs) Daylight come and me want to go home. (laughs) <laughs> I said, "Day, oh!" All right, so this has gotten. I mean, this... you gotta question yourself when it's gotten this far. When you're this deep, when you're like, "I'm gonna break into this dude's house," you've gotta like look deep, like look in the mirror and ask yourself, "Am I doing it for state?" <laughs> <laughs> truly. <laughs> or, am I, or am I or am I or am I doing this one for for Lucario or whatever my name is? <laughs> <laughs> Lustri no Shirio 
What is it? Can you say his name again? Uh, Rossi Larathio Adams the second. Larathio. It's funny that I can't even remember the second. Uh, Now, uh, Sherman insisted at a later trial that uh, Rossi was always in on it, though Rossi's attorneys say, no, 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 no. But <laughs> like, di- that's the direct quote. It's just rapidly shake heads. I mean, I just, I, I like they threw that in there. You know, I the that uh, that it's alleged by by Sherman, I guess, because they have to. But like, Sherman didn't just hear about his cousin's woes and be like, well. I guess I got to go break into this guy's house and, and help out my cousin out of the goodness of my heart. This is what we do with this family. <laughs> but, um, so also, uh, Sherman claim never uh, claimed at any point that Rossi offered him money to do it. Just that, uh, an informal agreement was in place. Um, uh, this is a, a quote from him. Uh, he just said, uh, when you get right, just hit me when you get right. When you get the stuff together, just hit me when you get your stuff together. And that was his official quote. <laughs> that was, that was their agreement. Yeah. That's my, that's my official quote on a lot of things. <laughs> Keep it real big. Real open, up in the air. Now, according to Sherman, they they started scouting the home. They did it a few times just to make sure that there were no security cameras in the vicinity or uh, like uh, any like neighbors who spent a lot of time outside. Uh, it seemed like it was a pretty chill neighborhood, not a any, lot going any, on, any, and it seemed any guns with with large prying eyes. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that made me picture like the neighbor in home improvement if it was just a gun yeah. with googly eyes. He was peeking over the wall. I got some advice from you. Yeah. For you. Uh so they decided to move forward. The plan hinged on Rossi managing the getaway car, manning the getaway car. Uh, while Sherman did the deed. A few days before the break-in, uh, Rossi Sherman and a friend of Sherman's named uh, Dirty Dave Davis. <laughs> I'm Dirty Dave. No, I'm Dirty no, Dave. It's actually... I'm Dirty Dave. <laughs> I want to be Dirty Dave. I'm Dirty Dave. What makes you think you can be Dirty Dave? Oh, I'm not a dirty Dave. Uh, so, Rossi, uh, Sherman, and Dirty Dave uh, all drove to a local Target where um, Dirty Dave, in lived. exchange for a small cash fee, <laughs> where he lived, lived, the one he lived behind. <laughs> yeah. 
he bought a couple of burner phones the two could use to communicate. Rossi had parked in a nearby lot to avoid security cameras while Dave went into Target. Now, now uh, I, buying- hate, I hate that they went to Target and didn't just go to Burner Ben, Dirty Dave's friend who sells burner phones. <laughs> <laughs> you just chip some real quick and sell some back. Yeah. <laughs> uh. They bought two phones with prepaid minutes, and uh, then Dave returned to the car. Sherman set up the phones using fake names, and that's all it gives me details about for that, so I don't know if he, like, had fake identities or if he was just, like, John Smith. Yeah. And that's what I imagine it was. So on June 21st, I think this is 2017 now, um, Adams, uh, Rossi, uh, picked up Sherman at a local supermarket. That's the, the rendezvous point. Okay. Sherman, meet me at the Ralph's. Um, you know that old catchphrase? Sherman, meet me at the Ralph's. Meet me at the Ralph's. <laughs> that should be their tagline. <laughs> when you're hankering for some groceries, down, down, meet me at the Ralph's. <laughs> uh, they had all the things they would need for it packed. Uh, pantyhose, sunglasses, a cap. Uh, Sherman brought like his they're, pistol. They're doing, a, they're doing a robbery in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> they planned out all their equipment like a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of rope and then a tea kettle because we may get thirsty. <laughs> um so Sherman brought his pistol and uh he also brought a taser that he claims Rossi gave to him. Um, but at, at trial, Sherman's sister would say that that was, that was Sherman's taser. Sherman's sister was like, nah, bullshit. That's his, that's his shit. Um, Deo's house. Deo. Huh? I was going to say, I mean, taser, I hardly know, but go on. God damn it. So Ethan's house was only five minutes away from the store. (laughs) And they pulled up to the house, burner phones in hand. They split Sherman heading into the house uh, while um, uh, Rossi drove to a Walgreens parking lot two blocks away where he was to wait until everything was over. So uh, Sherman, you know, kind of peeked through the window of the house and apparently uh, saw him. And I, I, he broke in through the back door. I don't know if he kicked it in or if it was glass and he broke it, but he just broke the fuck in. Threw his body uh, through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> but during that time, Ethan had like walked upstairs to his office, then heard this noise and walked back out to the balcony and just... <laughs> Saw Sherman standing on the first floor with pantyhose over his head, sunglasses over the pantyhose and a hat and holding a gun. And he panicked and uh, ran into his office. 
and locked the door. So um, naturally, Sherman kicked the door in (laughs) and uh, grabbed Ethan by the neck, took him to the computer, sat sat him down, put a gun to the back of his neck and said, okay, motherfucker, godaddy.com. <laughs> Executive producer Vince Gilligan. <laughs> Sweetheart, get away. All right, motherfucker, godaddy.com. This is like reminds- Okay, you know what? That's a fucking ad for GoDaddy. That's a Super Bowl commercial. Right? Oh my god. That's a Super yeah. Bowl commercial. <laughs> This fucking, it starts at the store. They get all the shit. They get everything. We shoot it like Wes Anderson, like we were saying, the tea kettle. Mm-hmm. Then you get here, it just gets fucking <laughs> violent as he kicks in this door, grabs this dude. The dude's crying in tears. He grabs the dude out of a yellow tent inside of his office and then brings <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sits him down at a very asymmetrical desk. <laughs> very a, a powder blue computer monitor. And... <laughs> It's <laughs> all right, motherfucker. GoDaddy.com. That's weird that I've had that. It's weird that I've had that tattooed on my chest for three years. And it's, <laughs> that, that phrase coincides perfectly. Uh, so after saying this, he, uh, he took a, a piece of paper out of his pocket and handed it to Ethan, uh, which was reportedly written by rossi it had his palm print on it um and the note read uh go to godaddy.com sign in go to domains click transfer domain do it for state.com enter 966-76333 rj mr adams 123 at yahoo.com it was uh rossi's like all the information to just transfer the domain from yeah. Ethan's name to Rossi's name. Um, I think Rossi thought he was being sly and he didn't know it was him still. Like, even though it was like, RJ, dude. Mr. Adams, one, two, three, <laughs> it was his last name and like his first initial. And it's Easter. But I do think he thought he had, but also, according to something else, I think that uh, Ethan was in such a state of panic about having a gun to his neck that he didn't even connect the dots yet at this point. That it was like he like kind of knew, but I don't think he totally knew. Interesting. Um, I think as soon as I'm so, typing uh, in Adams to this thing that has to do with this guy with the last name Adams, I'd be like, <laughs> motherfucker. I think I connect the dots pretty quick. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's a whole lot else that like, yeah, it's super obvious, <laughs> but I do for sure think Rossi thought the guy, he'd the guy, have no the, clue. The guy uh, robbing the house is in the jersey. <laughs> um, so Ethan began the process of transferring the domain name to the account. Uh but in order to fulfill a domain name transfer, GoDaddy requires a physical address for the new owner. <laughs> so Ethan told this to Sherman. He said, I need more information to complete the transfer. And 
Sherman got really confused and kind of mad. And so we like hit him in the head with his gun and tased him in the neck. Ooh. Which sucks. Have you been tased in the neck? Um, no. Oh, you just, it sounded like you're no. speaking from experience. For- <laughs> yeah. No, no, none at all. That sounds terrible. I don't want that. <laughs> it sounds like it sucks. Your voice would sound like swollen. <laughs> So, um, Sherman takes out the phone and makes a call and hands the phone over to Ethan. Uh, Ethan says, I need an address. Um, and then he heard the other voice on the line tell him what to, uh, put in. And suddenly everything made sense. He said, this is what he said at trial. I see. I'm still. I'm so on Rossi's side. Like Ethan's claiming that he didn't realize this until he heard Rossi's voice on the phone. There was uh, who the fuck else wanted to do it for? St- I guess a couple other people, but still, I. <laughs> I'm on. I you think know, you know what? I'm. This is quite the arc for this episode. Kind of back to Caitlin. Like maybe this dude should have had a gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> if he had a gun inside Kate, of the tent inside of his office, he would Yeah. This this would have gone differently. I mean, honestly for the shot, he's probably gonna need like two like bright red guns so he can kind of hold them like on either side of his head for the yeah, shot. Yeah. But you know They're they're yellow guns, but with like silver that yellow match guns. that match the uh yeah. The tent. Well <laughs> uh as it turns out, Ethan uh, was aware of something that uh, the that Rossi and Sherman were not. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but Ethan and his brother actually both used to work for GoDaddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what exactly their jobs were there, but they were apparently employed by it. So they knew a, a fair amount about the website. Um the thing that he knew was that to prevent theft, GoDaddy requires additional confirmation at a later date by both parties engaging in a transfer, a process which can take up to a few business days to complete. Um, <laughs> Rossi thought it would just immediately happen, and so he was waiting in his car, like staring at his phone, waiting for it to be like, transfer. Ah, you, you did it for state. Um. So while uh, Sherman and Rossi were kind of like, you know, waiting for this transfer to go through, um, Ethan was waiting for the right moment to make his move. When he saw an opening, I don't know how, but he like lunged for the gun, uh, getting it out of uh, uh, Sherman's, at least getting the aim away from his head. He got the the gun not pointing at his head, and then uh, a struggle ensued uh, where both men fell to the ground. Uh, Ethan was shot in the leg and somehow got the gun away from Sherman, shooting him in the chest three times. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, He then went to his bedroom to get his brother's gun. His brother had a gun. Because if you could spin Um, two guns, why wouldn't you? 
It's well, better, it's better he for had the shot. Eyes for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be. They keep each other company. It's not often friends. you find um, another gun with googly eyes on it. <laughs> no, but he was just worried that there would like be somebody else, and somebody else would get that gun, and then he'd get shot. And so he actually just went to like get this gun and and hold both guns. And he couldn't find a phone, so he had to take the burner phone that Sherman had brought to call nine one one and tell them what had happened. Mm. Now, uh, Sherman was like really seriously injured, but he was okay. He wound up making like a full recovery. I'm pretty sure. Got shot four times I in mean, the chest. He, he, three times. Yeah, I think part of it hit his. Uh, he like nearly died. Like for real, he was like not okay for a minute. I think it like, uh, oh, he has permanent nerve damage in his spine. So mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I. Nobody mentioned him being uh, like having mobility issues. Uh, nerve damage is the only thing that I've read. So he's probably got a goofy walk. As far as I know, he's he's doing okay. A goofy walk. <laughs> um, <laughs> said it like you're so ashamed of me. He's probably <laughs> you said a goofy walk. Strut. <laughs> he's got a little pop in his hip. And then, as soon as he was like stable, seemingly like as soon as he was stable. Uh, he was transferred to uh, a correctional center and charged with first-degree burglary, first-degree robbery, and first-degree kidnapping. Wow, you can now, kidnap somebody without leaving the house that they're in? That's crazy. If you just, like, if you hold a weapon to somebody and move them, like, around, that's, like, kidnapping. That's, like... Hmm. Hmm. I've been doing it wrong, Ben. Can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ethan, I, I, that's not the name I meant. There's so many fucking names. So Rossi was waiting in the car in the Walgreens parking lot, waiting for it to click over. And, it's unclear what exactly tipped him off that uh, the deal had gone awry, but at some point he just fucking ditched. He got the fuck out. Maybe he heard the sirens. Maybe he uh, Googled how long does it take to transfer a domain? <laughs> Something and, you should have done earlier. <laughs> um, now, phone records do show that uh, the day after all of this, Rossi called GoDaddy three times. He asked if Do It For State had been transferred into his account. It had not. Uh, Meanwhile, the Cedar Rapids Police Department was investigating the case. And in July, they actually brought Rossi into the station for questioning. During the interview, he admitted to wanting the domain name at some point. And driving uh, Sherman and Dirty Dave to Target and deciding not to park in the store's parking lot, but had no clue Dirty Dave was buying burner phones. Dirty Dave going to do what Dirty Dave going to do. When asked for his email address, uh, Rossi what, what, what wrote What did Dirty down, Dave do? Can we buy the domain what 
Dirty Dave do what Dirty Dave do. When asked what his email address was, he wrote RJ Mr. Adams at yahoo.com, which was the same as the email on the paper, except without one, two, three at the end of Adams. It was Adams one, two, three at Yahoo on the other one. So, so he, he wrote pretty much the fucking same email address. Um, but no charges were pressed at the time and Rossi was released. So for the rest of 2017 and into 2018, Rossi went about his business as if nothing had happened. Wild. I don't know how. Wait, for how long? I don't really know how. I, okay, when did, I, I think this was July for at least over half a year. Oh, nice. Just floating by. More than six months for sure, yeah. Um, uh, State Snaps was continuing to grow. Its follower count now firmly in the millions. Adams Rossi was uh, posting new content daily, trying to keep his brand on the rise. Uh, by this time, Rossi had been contacted by Taylor Jonathan, the owner of Soar Social, a social media management targeting, Jesus Christ, a social media management targeted marketing and content creation company based out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They sound like monsters. <laughs> yeah. Those people. What? Jesus Christ. So he was basically just the same as as the the Shearer dude. He was a a promotional dude who did parties and stuff and wanted to to take advantage of this brand. Uh, his pitch to Rossi was, "You're showing a party to a party crowd. Why not give them a party to attend?" <laughs> that that pitch would probably. How old is this kid? Probably like. 22 at this time or 24 i think at this point he's like 25 okay or 20 maybe 24 24 or 25 yeah i feel like that kind of Um, would uh appeal to him sorry i'm trying to guess yeah before you tell me the story no it was totally the right pitch for him like that's that's perfect for him (laughs) um so uh, this guy started organizing and hosting massive state snaps events through his event coordination company uh, in both New York and or all three, New York, Raleigh and Charleston. You know, Raleigh and Charleston, the party places <laughs> uh, where you go to pop that pussy. Charleston, baby. <laughs> uh, in March of 2018, they traveled to Rosarito, Mexico for a party. Uh, videos of the event posted to the Party Monster account on Instagram depict uh, just a a big fun party, just wild. It's it's the same shit. They they're just doing drugs and partying and dancing and and uh, oh oh and Jonathan, this new guy has his own state snaps jersey at this oh. party. Uh oh. Oh, a new that see I think that's how you really get Rossi on board is with a jersey. If Ethan had just approached him with a jersey, there'd been no reason to break into his house and almost kill a guy. 
right. no reason. Right? Had a, he had the jersey. I feel like he sells the jerseys I for would, like 50 bucks. So as soon as he sees someone with the jersey on, he's like, ooh, he spent 50 bucks towards me. Now, it's worth noting that at this at this particular party, uh, Rossi was uh, really on the down low. He like was not trying to party at this. He was just there for business reasons and to promote his brand. And that was it because he knew that he had almost murdered a man mm. and wasn't in trouble for it yet. Mm hmm. <laughs> um uh this this made uh this was it was huge for the brand they they did crazy shit with it uh this new guy jonathan said uh they had an event in canada where he doused a girl in maple syrup and the next day she got do it for state tattooed on her butt cheek oh my god so they were living the dream. In 2019, she got it removed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 2020, she got coronavirus. <laughs> so Rossi was still pretty obsessed with the idea of having the website to like promote. He did really, he wanted to. What he wanted was to sell jerseys and other branded merchandise on the website. That's where he saw it going. All of these other business partners saw it as something where it was live events and parties. And Rossi knew it was branded merchandise. So he decided to buy the domain doitforstate.com with the number four instead of the words F-O-R. Oh, my God. I'm going to murder myself. I'm going to fucking kill myself. Jesus. <laughs> so... Oh, my God. I mean, like, you don't... Oh my God. Like, how, why did it take almost murdering someone for you to be like, wait... <laughs> wait, the number four. <laughs> like, he's... <laughs> wait, I could use a dash? <laughs> oh, shit. So he bought that in 2019. Oh my god. This was like a full two years after he had uh, basically tried to have a hit taken out on somebody. This is like four years after he fucking created the site. This is like two years later? Hand. Come on, dude. Uh, yeah, this is at like a, a year and a half to two years after the uh, the... The initial near death of his cousin and the damn. So he used the site um, as a landing page for all of the events that they held and uh, to sell merchandise, uh, T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, tank shop, tank tops, thongs, all of it. Uh, uh, according to financial records submitted into evidence at trial, uh, in the last three months of 2018, they raked in over $100,000, which honestly sounds lower than I was expecting. That's all right. That's I, feel not... like they missed, I feel like they missed the hottest time. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the, the account was probably like, like during the peak of Snapchat and shit, it was probably way more popular. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, behind the scenes of all of the glitz and glam that Rossi was living, um, his cousin Sherman was starting to talk. Uh, He had uh, pled guilty to his charges and was sentenced to 20 years in prison uh, in 2018. So uh, he decided to give up his cousin in exchange for a reduced sentence because, yeah, duh, (laughs) right? Like, duh. Uh, he told them like everything. He he was he was pretty upfront about everything, except for apparently the taser, which we have one conflicting report about. <laughs> um, that September, uh, God damn it! Wait, that September? What was this? Twenty eighteen? Okay, yeah, no, no, no. This might have been twenty nineteen. He might have been arrested in twenty nineteen, of like September of twenty nineteen. Jesus! Wow, this is upsettingly recent. I don't always pay attention to dates when I'm doing this. 2019, um, September. So Rossi, <laughs> Rossi was uh, pulled over and uh, arrested for his role in the extortion of Ethan Deo. Um, over the next few months, he prepared for trial while attempting to keep his business afloat. He brought on a friend to help post content and run the business in case he were to be convicted. According to... Uh, his other business partner, Rossi, didn't talk about his trial. He kept his focus only on state snaps. That's at all times the only thing he was concerned about. Um, they say when you're uh, when you got like some heavy stuff on your mind, work, work, work. You just keep working, and it helps. It, it helps. If you're in jail, you know, and you're having a hard time in jail, you should just work. You know, get a job. You should have made an account called Jail Snaps. You should. It's just like funny, funny videos from in jail. You cell block snaps. <laughs> cell block snaps. Uh, on December 9th, he was sentenced to 14 years in federal prison and ordered to pay uh, $7,500 in restitution, though I'm not sure who it's to. Um, because only fifteen hundred, he has to pay an additional fifteen hundred to Ethan Deo it's for like to, the, it's to Target for dragging them into this. <laughs> <laughs> In Walgreens, yeah. Um, Target should sponsor us for this podcast. Target, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, anyone who wants to jump in, yeah. Yeah, under the, the under police, the, <laughs> the police will probably be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> under the ownership of uh, Ethan, uh, do it for state. dot com never went anywhere since twenenty eighteen. The URL, uh, I didn't check it before this, but uh, supposedly it directs to a, a blank page now. Um, Meanwhile, the long-standing State Snaps Instagram account was briefly shut down and resurrected almost immediately. It's it's still up. It's at about eight hundred and fifty thousand followers right now. I did check that. State um, Snaps. State Snaps. It might have another word at the end of it now because they had to come back. But mm. that's. That's it. Oh, that's God. so so so. Do it for state is gone, but do it for state with the number four is still up. Oh hell yeah! 
Yeah, it actually has his logo, which is like a red ball that says state snaps, hashtag do it for state. And it has like a little cum, like a little cum with sunglasses and like a graduation. <laughs> oh, I like it's just like a little square. He's like a little square to come. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a dope logo. Subject a lot. There's like a contact us. Uh-huh. There's a shop. Can we contact him? Resources you're looking for have been removed. Uh, there is a let's see their events. What events they have going on? Where was this website where you uh, saw a girl sticking a bong in her pussy? I think I just need a yeah. look, Mark. Uh, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, this is such a fun episode. Uh, thanks for doing it, Jacob. Oh, dude, thanks um, for having me. I love it. Yeah, this is a good time. Great episode. Uh, great, great story, Mitch. Um, you can, of course, uh, you can catch me uh, online uh, at Kyle Anderson Comedy on Instagram, at Danger Anderson on Twitter. You can follow my uh, live show that we'll do uh, again in L.A. once we can, uh, Kids in the Yard show. Um, Mitch, what you got to plug, bud? Uh, just me. Like, not even, like, my socials, but if you guys could just, like... When you're going to bed at night, if you could put me in your thoughts and just and think, Mitch like, just got married. I hope to, he sleeps to, to the well. Beautiful Emma, so congratulations! I did. Oh, congratulations, buddy! Thank you. Also, thanks, thanks, send guys. Mitch as many dick pics as you got. He will take them all. Yeah, send him those Mitch yep. pics. Get those um, Mitch pics. Jacob, do you have anything? You, you can want to plug? send those to extremelyinternet at gmail dot com. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I'll promote, uh, just, uh, keep up with, uh, me and my little doodles that I post, uh, at Burrito Samson on Instagram. Um, I got, I don't, I, w- I would say I'd have things in the works, but I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, he's wearing a romper and he's hot to trot. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Uh, extremists. We'll see you later. Bye fuckers. Yeah.